Designated spitters live every week, live. Designated homie, cause we spit the heat. We designated spitters, Francis and Pete. Yes, talking Yankee baseball, hip hop for the streets. Uh, yup, we designated, yup, we innovative, yup, we designated spitters. Time that you know, world. Yup, we designated, yup, we innovative, yup, we designated spitters. Let's start the show. What is better than a designated spitters live? I don't think there's much else in this world that is better than this. It's been a while, man. It's been a while since we actually went live yeah. like this. I don't think we've done this in a while. It's been a second, man. We've been trying to wait for, you know, something, you know, something good, I guess, to go live about. But they're trying to, they're really trying to hold us back, Pete. Oh, God, I tell you, man. I, um, when, uh. I think my fian- my fiance left. She said she had to go to the store. I think she ran away because I couldn't stop screaming all day um, about this news, to be honest. So if she never comes back, it- it's been a good 14 years. <laughs> had, a, had, a good, had, a good, had a good run. We had, had a, a good, good run. <laughs> we, had a, we had a good run together. It's been wonderful. And, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate it. But, um, yeah, but like so. Like Michael K says. Life is a series of hellos and goodbyes. I yeah, guess that's it. <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. That is it. Um, oh, God, man. man, like we're gonna go in on a lot of stuff. Put it that way. I got the coffee. This is like the fourth coffee today. Mind you, I'm not even a coffee drinker. This yeah. is like the fourth one today. Here's, here's right. what I got. Here's here's what I got. Well, no, you got a baby bottle. You, you, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Who's the guy? What movie was that again? Yeah, yeah, I know what time it is. Um. What's the movie again, man? They made the parody of it. The parody. Remember they would make a parodies of like Boys in the Hood? And the oh, yeah. one dude uh, had a little baby bottle all the time? Don't be a menace. Without drinking your juice in the hood. Without drink, While you're drinking juice in South Central. South yeah. Central, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That was, oh, that's some funny shit because there was a character on it that actually had the little binky in his mouth all the damn time and shit. Yeah. So there you Lope go. Dog. That, that's who, <laughs> there you go. That's who Francis is being today. But it's not even, it's not even Halloween. Um, nah, man. Fam. I tell you, man. So everybody, real quick, thank you guys for being in here. Guys, just FYI, so you know, um, I will try to pay attention to both. I don't know how easy it's going to be done because I really believe that, you know, I'm going to be going wild while we're talking about this because I am, I'm fed up, man. And it's, you know, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm very tired of what is going on with Major League Baseball. I, I say it every time. Maybe it's selfish reasons. We got our selfish reasons to if be a little upset about this. So, you know, maybe it is that, but I tell you what, there's there's a lot for me to be angry about. And as a baseball fan, I think there's a lot to be angry about in general. That's so a fact. That's kind of where I am. But um, really quick before anybody um, moves any, any forward, subscribe to this page if you have not. We greatly appreciate it. Again, we still have goals that we are trying to reach. As Francis said earlier, baseball is kind of screwing us right now. So oh, it's yeah. affecting our game plan as a team of what we're trying to do. And also to go to Apple Podcasts. You could just look up NOY News TV. You'll see all of our podcasts. So I'm not only asking for you to go there and give a five star review to Designated Spitters, but please do it to the entire lineup of shows we have at NOY News TV because it greatly helps us. So, guys, if you've done that already, I thank you. If you have not, please go ahead and do that. So, again, everybody that is in here, thank you. Let us get the show started. Francis, by the way, do you have anything else that you want to add before we jump into this madness that we are in right now? Yeah, no, um, I 
with everything you just said, guys, um, I do want to thank everybody who's gone and, and given us that that five star rating Salute. already on on Apple Podcasts. We definitely appreciate that. Francis, put um, the bottle in the air. Salute. Oh, that's a fact. Salute. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, we we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Um, but yeah, if you're in the chat right now and you haven't had the opportunity to go and subscribe to the Designated Spitters podcast and more so just all the podcasts on NYY News TV yep. because we do in fact have a channel on Apple Podcasts. So we want you to subscribe to all the podcasts because, I mean, you know, we're not selfish in that regard. I'm selfish to, to the point that it comes to our channel. So right. I want you guys to subscribe to all the podcasts on our channel, Designated Spitters, uh, The Fellas, NYYST, Twin Bill, who are doing a phenomenal job every single week. It seems like that that podcast gets better. Uh, Hola, como estas? Your favorite morning radio show. I know He'll you guys be are missing that. He'll be He's back. coming back Felix soon. Felix is in DR. He's having an amazing time. It was just his birthday. Trust yeah, me. Shout He's out to a good Felix. Time. I understand why it hasn't yeah. been completed. I get it. Yeah. So yeah. it's coming back, guys. And, Don't worry about and that. She- and and, and uh, Chef Talk and, uh, you know, Guillen's World. Like, definitely, guys, subscribe to all of them. Leave a five-star review. Leave comments. Like, if you got some feedback for us, man, leave it there. We're, we're, we're checking that stuff. We want to... You know, we want to make the show better for for you guys, the fans, because you guys are who we do it for. And unlike uh, the MLB owners and the Players Association, we actually do care about our fans. Very and much. we actually we actually do take into account what you guys are thinking and saying. So let us know. Let us know. Yeah. I, I 100 percent agree with everything you said. Um, jumping right. In. <laughs> Brad, <laughs> Brad, already, <laughs> Brad already in the comments. I feel a Pete ranting coming. I don't want to, <laughs> guys. I really don't want to rant. I'm just, I'm just fed up, man. But anyway, before we jump into all that, let's let's do what we should do. Let's talk about today's proposal. Let's say, let let me read off what MLBPA made in their proposal today, and then we can get into it. And I got some questions for the fans, Francis. I got mm. some questions for you, as, as always. Yeah. We'll go back and forth on a lot of this stuff. So here's what happened today, guys. The details of Sunday's proposal would grant MLB the ability to implement three specific on-field changes with a 45-day notice starting not in 2022, but this would have to start in 2023. So we'd have a full regular season with regular rules, but then the pitch clock would be added, larger bases, and shift restrictions. So not that you can't do a shift. My understanding is it's a restriction to the shift. MLB yeah. also wants robot umps with 45 days notice. Players didn't offer. Pre-arbitration pool starting at $80 million. That is down from the $85 million they previously asked for. No change in the CBT or minimums. If direct draft pick compensation qualify offer goes away, MLBPA now is okay with other CBT-related penalties, sometimes called non-monetary penalties. Some mm-hmm. revenue-sharing changes are still on the table for the Players Association, and that is the overall big thing. Uh, I don't think I missed anything, Francis. Is there anything that you're aware of that I might have missed? No. Um, I think those the are the, C- the big targets, right? The C- the CBT stuff all stood the same. They didn't move. Correct. They didn't move they off didn't of that move. at all. So, so my understanding is, my understanding, so we can kind of start where both sides are, is that they're, the pre-arbitration pool, they're off by $40 million, Is that correct? Or $50 million? The pre-arbitration you talking about the pre-arbitration bonus pool? Yes, I think it's fifty. Um, Thirty. They're at eighty. They're at eighty. The the league is at twenty-five million. And okay, so even more than that. The players are at eighty. Um, if you wanted to start with that, 
I could just give my thoughts on that. We could we could start anywhere. I just I just want to go over how how apart they are. Oh yeah, so yeah. They're, they're so still that, a so right chunk there, there. Yeah, right there, right there. They're at they're fifty five million. Fifty five million apart. On this, CBT, they're thirty. They're the league the league maxes out at thirty. The players want to max it out at two sixty three, so they're thirty three million apart. Okay, so we know all mm-hmm. that already. And mm-hmm. my understanding is they've already increased some salary for minor leaguers. That that part's somewhat done. They still want a little more. Yeah, the sal- the the owners are up to about seven hundred thousand dollars, which is a which is a huge increase. Um, and the players want seven twenty five. Is that correct? I think correct? the players are the players are at seven hundred and twenty five thousand. Okay. Uh, so here's um, where that's I start. that's literally that's literally twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. It's going to sound crazy to say that that's nothing. But for these negotiations, twenty five thousand dollars might as well be two dollars and fifty cents. Like it's From it's really nothing. Right. It's re- it's re- it's really nothing. The the base minimum salary they're really close on that. I don't see that being an issue. So here's where I want to start on this one. I got one big question to ask, and mm. this is for you, Francis. This is for the 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 guy, everybody out there in the chat, the the ladies and gentlemen in the chat, whoever's out there. One big question. And then I'm going to get yeah. it to the owners. I'm going to get to everybody because I got a lot to say today. I, not that I don't always have a lot to say, but I have a lot to say. What do the players want? What What is, this is a I think this is just a great question right now of where we are mm-hmm. right now. What yeah. is the main want from the players? What is it that they have come into these meetings and said, we need this? And how does this improve Major League Baseball? What is it? I think okay, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my answer. Um, but I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Uh my answer is opinionated. Uh and it's opinionated because of the way that these negotiations have gone. And that's fine. That's fine. Um what I feel the players want, honestly, uh the last part of your question, I don't necessarily know if what they want is is to better the game. As much as I wanna believe that, and trust me I do, I do in my heart of hearts, I wanna believe that the players who play this game want to better the game at this point, it's gotten to this place where it can't just be about bettering the game. Because one thing that we all know for sure, and I'm sure no matter where you come from and what side you fall on, one thing we all can agree on is that this lockout is not bettering the game. It's not bettering the game for the players. It's not bettering the game for the owners. It's not bettering the game for the stadium vendors, for the people who work the parking lots and the concessions and the, and the stands. And it sure as fuck isn't bettering the game for us, the fan. So if the players want to stand on that at this point, it seems a little flimsy for you guys to say that, you know, bettering the game is something that you're trying to do now. Yes. um, Have they made proposals to change, you know, certain things about how the game is played? That's been done on both sides. Um, But again, this is it's being masqueraded as improvements to the game. Right. And I don't feel like it is. I feel like what people want at the end of the day is my answer to the first part of your question. What do the players want? Money. Money. To put it simply, money. And not just more money on their end, but I don't think some players, not all, but I feel like there are some people and players in this camp that won't be fully satisfied with just making more money, but they want to also feel like the owners are making less. Like, it's not just about them making more, but they need to walk away feeling that they took something from the owners because it's like a personal vindictive thing yep. for some of them. Yep. For some of them. Yep. Um, I was just going to say it, it's starting so to yeah, feel like a grudge that's match. That's where I'm at. It's yeah, starting to exactly. feel like a grudge match. It really is. Exactly. So, you know, Certain I actually, things are, yeah. I'll be honest, Francis. I thought there might actually be some disagreement between us on that, but 
I 100% agree. Um, that's a mu- my question. A week, a week ago? It might have been. A, a week ago, I was a little bit, I was. I would have been a little bit easier on the players. But I've done a lot of research this week. I know Brad is in the comments. Me and Brad spoke a little bit about this on Twitter. I've done a lot of research into what was being said in that players room. And I've really, I'm, it's like, we'll get into it later. But like at this point, I'm sorry, but I, you just, you can't tell me that it's not about anything other than money at this it is. point. It's all about and not just And not just money, but I'm talking about huge money. Because if you're talking about the two thirds of the league that's making close to the $700,000, they're happy with what they're getting in this, in the deal that the owners proposed before they left Jupiter. 150%. Yeah. And that was something that I wasn't sure about yet. Like when I was last Sunday, I was like, hmm, I was like, I want to see where players are at with the minimum salary, with the bonus pool. I want to see where they're at with like the draft pick compensation. Like who, and you know what the truth is? A lot of players, and you can do the same research that I did. Go go on Twitter, read some of the read some of the, the players' tweets that aren't getting retweeted and picked up by mainstream media. Because there's a there's a narrative that's being created by the media, which is another thing I can't wait to get into because I have a theory about that now that I just came up with this week. But there's a narrative that's being pushed by the mainstream media. And they're only picking up certain players' tweets and responses that fit that narrative. Oh. Your Max Scherzers, your your Marcus Strowmans, your guys like that. There's other guys who are tweeting, and it's like I'm in a, I'm in like a cat like like tough space because it's like I'm like all right who like do I name people do I put people out or whatever and it's like I don't know but what I'm gonna start doing this week is I'm gonna start retweeting a lot of this just so that you can see both sides yeah because some players have actually spoken favorably about parts of the deal that was offered yep. on the table before yep. the players walked away in Jupiter yep and the reason that they spoke positively was because only a third roughly only a third of the league ever gets to those huge contracts. I'm talking uh, Strasburg, mm-hmm. yep. Scherzer, yep. Cole, yep. Uh, Tatis, Rendon, uh, Arenado. This has been my Goldschmidt. argument the whole time. Like this is only roughly a third of the league when we're, t- so when we're arguing tooth and nail about the luxury tax threshold, which I've said since the beginning, and I haven't moved off that point. I still think that the threshold needs to be a little bit higher, but 263 Same. is a little bit crazy. Yep. And yep. and the reason I say it's a little bit crazy is because if the minimum salary is already at 700,000, which I don't I don't I don't see an, a a world where the owners And by say the way, won't... and by the way, mm. they could get more than that. Exactly. I was going to that's what I was about to say. I don't see a world where the owners just say 725 is absolutely off the table. It's impossible. It's $25,000. It's $25,000 for two thirds of the league, but it still remains $25,000. They're not living and dying on that. So they're paying seven. They're, they're paying the minimum set. The minimum salary is going up ridiculously, like a crazy percentage. Trust me, meet people like me and you have never got a raise Correct. like that Correct. in our natural born lives. Another they, great they, point. They, uh, point I, I, brought, I brought up this point earlier when me and my fiance was talking about it. About, think, on, think about it with normal work. Yeah, you never get that kind of raise. But the minimum salary was what? I think like 550 or something yeah, like 550, that. 550, 525. They're, to, they're like talking that. about upping it $150,000 to $175,000. Yep. That's a ridiculous, like raises the city, the city. If you work for a city uh, organization, meaning like a, a state run federal, mm-hmm. like, you know, funded organization, 
their raises are like 2%. 2%, yeah. 2%. You know how much more than 2%, $175,000 on a raise would be for the minimum set? Trust me, these guys in the minor leagues right now are salivating at getting at the idea of getting called up to a salary like that. And there's That's, a lot and there's a lot more of them than there are the little one percent guys making all this the, money. Exactly. Then that. So 30%. this goes back to why I asked the question. Mm-hmm. Because I am sick and tired. <laughs> I am so tired of this narrative that the players are just looking out to make baseball better. Enough. Enough of that mm-hmm. bullshit. It's bullshit. I don't know any other way to say it. It's complete, utter bullshit. Because you, 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 you just said it. The majority <laughs> of the league, the majority of guys coming up are going to get a gigantic raise. And I can tell you right now, all of them want that. You're not going to yeah. find one of them going to sit back and go, no, 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 no. No, I don't want the seven something. Then if I know how good my talent is, I can get up to two million, 2.6 million, whatever it might be. They did it with Corbin Burns. They said he would have made 2.6 million or something like that last year. Yeah. So, yes, is that comparable to Mike Trout? Is that comparable? No. But you're going to sit back and say, if so, so this is what I talked about when I talked about wins for the Players Association. But here's even with Fellas, the Corbin Burns win. thing. Exactly. I was going to say, should Corbin Burns is amazing. If he was to make $2.6 million last year, I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. I don't see a world where he needs to be making Mike Trout money at this stage in the game. Why? Because that's what the that's that's what baseball has, has been predicated on. These guys, they come up, they prove themselves, they get to free agency, and then they get paid. You're never going to change that. I'm no, sorry. not at all. At, no matter how hard you battle and fight against, you're never going to change that. The owners would be, I mean, you'd have to drug them. You literally have to drug them to get them to agree to changing that. Can I say something else, too? So I covered a little bit of what I think on the player side. We're going to still get into more because there's so much more to talk about. I know things are going to pop in our heads as we go because there really is a lot to cover here. Mm-hmm. But if the players sit back to go, okay, we got the W because we are, look, it's an amazing thing for the players that are negotiating this to be like, hey, guys, we're the ones that got you that money. We fought tooth and nail to get, we even missed, we even made lose some money to help you guys yeah. get more money. So we can actually go out and be like, hey, look, our heads held high. We got W's. We got multiple W's. We got the draft pick compensation taken away. CBT may go up. Whatever whatever it's going to be. I'm going to get the mm-hmm. CBT and we'll talk about that. But going backwards on that, um, the owners. I want to I wanna talk about this because this is where I get very upset and I just feel like it's annoying. So off the top of my head, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat this so everybody hears me and understands that I'm not just sitting back in a pro-owner mindset because I'm not. So again, disclaimer, this is not me just saying the owners can do whatever they want, which they kind of can, but <laughs> I, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not saying they've done nothing wrong. Let me just say that before I talk about this. Mm-hmm. I hear this a lot. The owners don't like baseball. The owners don't like baseball. There's an owner out there that doesn't like baseball. There's owners who don't like baseball. Newsflash. They don't have to. They don't it's have a biz- to. It's, at the end, it's a business. Francis, you have billions of dollars, right? You say, oh, shit, look, Chelsea's available, the soccer team. I'm mm-hmm. rich enough to buy it. I never watched a fucking day of soccer. Hey, Pete. Hey, Francis. You and Pete go into business and buy that? Five to ten years down the line, you're gonna double in value. Buy it. 
Yeah, straight up. I don't know shit about soccer though. You don't have to. That's why you got people around. Straight you don't up. have to. Yeah. So this is the issue that they they say. Well, owners don't like. Ba- they don't have to like the game. It's it is an investment to them. They are businessmen. There, there are and there owners are, that want are, their team to be better. There are there are owners that there, love baseball. And there, are, and there are some who do love baseball. And there are some so, who just don't. So this and idea some that who don't. Yeah. they're all gonna be the same. They're not, folks. Another thing for you: they don't have to spend money. This is just realistic. Should they? Yes. We all think the right thing to do is that they make that money, they put it back into the organization. But folks, they do not have to. And this is the issue that we're, we're, that they face because the idea of it is billionaires, millionaires, they're always bad. They're always the bad guy. They have to be because they got all this money and they're not giving enough to the product on the field when they should be. You can make that argument all day long. I will continue to say the same thing because the same thing is just true. They don't have to love baseball. They don't have to put more money than they need to into their club. They don't have to. Until Major League Baseball itself comes out with something that states, and they probably never will because I don't think the owners would agree to it. Mm -hmm. If you buy this club, you must maintain a $50 salary. Minimum. But that's never going to happen. Here's here's my thing when it comes to owners because Mantle, uh, Mantle Seven in the chat mentioned that you know for the owners it's also about money. Uh, please understand, like when I say that for the players it's about money, I'm not saying that for the owners it isn't. Of course it is. I'm gonna t- make no mistake about it. It's about money. Francis, That's how they you became. Said it earlier, why do they want the more playoff games? Because it's money. Money. It's money. The playoff deal is all about that a hundred thousand, a hundred hundred million or eighty five million dollar deal. That's still hanging on with ESPN yep. for the rights to that playoff right. uh, series, but let's you know let's break let's break it down a little bit more for the owners, right? Yes, it's about uh, them making money, but it's also about them you know being businesses. And some of these guys, yes, they don't they don't like baseball, but they love business and they love the business of making money. And part of making money is turning a profit, right? Profit right. is based on the revenue that you're making off of the product that you have. So while I hear a lot of you saying, well, the issue is like, we need a salary floor. We need a salary floor. We need a salary floor. The owners are never going to agree to a salary floor that has, that's attached to an actual number because it would be unfair. Right. Why? Because every team brings in a different amount of revenue. It's not like with the Yankees where the, the Yankees are going to, you know, bring in 700 million to 800 million in revenue a year and more. Like if you think about certain like deals and stuff like that, but that's the New York Yankees, right? The Dodgers are somewhere close to that. You know, the Red Sox, you know, with their large local TV uh, network deals and shit like that. The Orioles don't bring even half of that. Right. The Marlins. The Orioles, yeah. the Orioles, the Marlins, like the Orioles. And I'm, I got it pulled up here in, in 2008. They turned, they made a hunt. They had $174 million in revenue. And in in 09, 171. In, in 2010, 175. 2011, 179. 2012, 206. 2013, 198. 2014, bumped up 245. Then it's 239, 253, 252, 251. 2019, 256 before COVID comes and drops them back to a whopping 115 million. Mm, so so they huge, lost uh, almost 100 million. They lost more than 50% in revenue right. from 2019 to 2020. Now, a team like the Orioles has been a team that gets 
you know, targeted, you know, for not spending and tanking and all that other stuff. But if if in their best year, if in their best year, they only made $256 million in revenue, you can't put a salary floor of $100 million and say that it's fair to them the same way it's fair to the Yankees. $100 million, $100 million is Yankees, very high. It's ridiculously high. Yeah, $100 million is very, very high. Think about $100 million for the for the Yankees comes out of a $800 million revenue. Right. But for the Orioles, it'd be coming out of a $250 million revenue. That's not fair. Correct, not which at is all. Why, which is why I've suggested uh, last season, and I'll continue to do so, that if there ever is going to be talks about a salary floor, to me it's got to be percentage-based. That you makes can't sense. Put a, percentage-based based off your yeah, revenue. Based off your revenue. It can't sense. be... It can't be a specific number. It can't be because even if you said, even if you said, okay, a hundred's high. Let's say, let's say fifty million. Let's say seventy-five. Well, fifty million, fifty million is is pretty low. There's there's currently like three or four teams who are under that sixty under million. Yeah, already. Like you know what I mean. So fifty million is low. So there's going to be a lot of people who fight against that. Seventy-five sounds pretty fair, but even seventy-five, seventy-five pretty, still feels high for for some for teams. some for some of them for some for some of them it is going to be high. And but when see, you go. But see, the revenue, that's, that's just, the thing they don't here. Make that money. But but here's the thing, and this is why I think, you know, we we do sit here and we go, there's a solution to these things. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to fix baseball, that is literally one of the greatest ways you could fix it, because that does put the owners on the spot. And guess what? It also does. It allows a team like the Pirates, let's say for example, to go, oh shit, you know what? We may not be smart to go sign talent, but what we can do is force ourselves to have a real meeting with a Brian Reynolds, with a key Brian Hayes, with uh, O'Neill Cruz who's coming up. A-, a lot of the guys that are young, maybe we could get a Ronald Acuna deal out of some of these guys. Mm-hmm. So it would almost force them into doing something like that. So Mantle well, look- 7 says there's nine teams currently under 75. I still think 75. I would, I would try to figure it out where it's around – Whatever the lowest team is at, a floor could be fifty or fifty-five. I don't know the number. It's not my job again, to do this. Yeah, again, but I, I just don't think... feel like there has to. Be, if you, if Major League Baseball really sits back to players and goes, "We need to fix it," I think that is one of the best ways to fix it. I truly I at, believe that's one of the best I, ways to fix it. I think. I think at the end of the day, to be to be fair, what's fair, and a lot of people don't like to hear that word when we're talking about the owners. But at the end of the day, they're not going to agree to an unfair deal. And Never. what I said, to. what what I've said in the past is a lot of the, a lot of what's going on now with these CBA negotiations has to do with the fact that the players in the past agreed to these deals that, yes, were unfair. And yes, maybe they didn't have the leverage. They didn't have the power to, to make a better deal. Yep. You could argue that and you could say that to your blue in the face. But I feel like at the end of the day, the bottom line is they signed on the dotted line to these deals that are now looked at as the most unfair thing that whatever, but they agreed to it. Like the only reason that the luxury tax threshold exists in baseball today is because players agreed to it in the yep. 90s. Yep. They signed on that deal and said, we agree to there being a luxury tax and a threshold that if teams go over, they have to pay. They agreed to that. They didn't realize at the time that it was going to operate as a cap for a lot of teams or whatever. But that's where that's that's where you got to have better representation. That's where you got to have better voices in the room. Yep. People who can... You know, people who are forward thinkers who could tell you, hey, let's 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 chill out on this right now because let's think about it. Again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Maybe there was nobody at the time who could have predicted that that would eventually would have began to operate as a cap. But I feel like 
again, hindsight's 2020, but personally, I just feel like there's, there's no way that there was nobody who saw that, who didn't see this coming. Like, is how it is. They knew it last Look, year. They, they knew it last year. They knew it the year before. They knew this exactly. was coming due and what exactly. it was going to be like. Look, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh makes the same exact money as the Orioles. Same exact thing, literally. Uh, 08, 140. Then they made 145, mm-hmm. 160, 168, 178. They jumped to 200 in, two, in 2013, a okay. year before Baltimore. They went to 229, 244, 265, 258, 254. 2019, $273 million in revenue. Holy Their shit. best year. Their best year. 2020, 116. Yeah, you're I mean, talking... Look. They're talking about teams that lost more than fifty percent of their revenue just like that. Well, nobody like, wants so, to hear that. Unfortunately. No, because they, they're like they're like, oh, but it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, we I get Actually, it. We it lost does. baseball. You know what we I mean? Lost it, baseball. It, it does. But matter, I'm like, though. it's a business, guys. That's, that's the thing. That's how right. many business? How many businesses didn't recover? Like, let's Tons, be realistic here. Thousands. Let's be let's be realistic here. COVID COVID closed the doors on some businesses that are never the doors are never going to open again. No, like we're lucky. I mean, for some of you fans of small market teams out there, I know not many of you are in this chat because we're like Yankees based, but there's a lot of fans of small market teams out there that should be lucky that the owners still like are trying to operate that team. Now, do you want them to spend more money? Do you want? Of course you do. Of course you do. But when I say lucky, I mean lucky in the sense that, yo, you could have lost that team. You could have literally lost that. They could have gotten to the point where they said, look, dude, I, and I went in a year because of a pandemic. I lost over 50% of revenue that I was expecting. I mean, I have to still pay people. I have to still do. This is just, I can't, I can't afford this. This is not, this is not turning out what I want it to be. I want to sell the team. And until then, I'm not really going to make any sales or anything like that. I'm not going to make any signings or anything like that. But owners, those owners are still, you know, chugging along. Why? Because they know that eventually they're going to get back to those high salaries that they made before the pandemic yep. and exceed them. Yep. They're going to exceed them. Of course they it's are. It's a fact. And, and let me, let, let's be real here. When baseball comes back, it's going to be booming. Whether we sit here and talk about who is showing up to these games, how do we make, you know, Gary Sheffield, Chef Talk. Uh, if you guys don't know, I see there's a couple of new people in there, so welcome to the channel. If you are new, please subscribe so you never miss it. NYY News TV has a lot of different podcasts. This is uh, just one of them. Uh, we do call this the flagship, though. We got a flagship. I mean, we were pre-NYY News yeah. TV, so we got a flagship. Uh, we got that. We got that banner, baby. But um, <laughs> nah, man. Um, Gary Sheffield Jr., who has a show Fridays at 7 o'clock, Chef Talk, he brought up, too, that there's not a lot of, you know, they don't do the things they used to do anymore. Uh, fans get to run on the field. You know, maybe kids come in cheaper or free even to, to get kids to love baseball again. There's a lot of work that Major League Baseball has to do. But... Francis, I'm happy that we can sit here and we could get away from the whole media narrative where it's like you oh, have yeah. to be on the player's side unless you're the big bad guy in the room. And yeah, you know, no. we're able to do this because, look, we're just going to keep it honest and, and what we're seeing. We're not getting paid by MLB. We're not getting paid by the Players Association. Nobody is pushing us to come to our own narrative. We're just talking about what we see. And for me as a baseball fan, me as a business owner myself – I'm fed up. I'm completely fed up with how this thing is going. I think it's sickening. I think it's shameful for Major League Base on both sides. Because you know what? That whole player narrative is gone. Dump it out the window. Dump it out the window. You're looking to make baseball better by making bases bigger? By adding a pitch clock? By restricting this? By getting robot umps? That is making this game better? Overall, I, 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 I can't get along with that narrative 
when I sit here and watch major league players, like even you said, okay, the large chunk of these players are going to make more money based off what we know right now. That is a huge W. The DH is going to be in the National League. That is a huge W. The the draft pick is going to come off of a, a qualified offer. That is a huge W. These are huge victories for players and money mm-hmm. and money. So now you hear them say, all right, look, maybe we'll talk about 14 teams. Maybe we'll talk about 12. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll allow you to make all these dumbass rule changes. And that's the, the owners, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they know what the shit they're doing with a lot of that stuff. But we'll make you make all these changes. We just want this CBT up to, to 262, whatever the hell it is. Great. So the Yankees, the Mets, the Phillies, the Dodgers, uh, and a few, not, not Art Moreno, because I thought he would spend. He doesn't seem too interested yeah. in spending anything anymore. Right, he's just, use, he's just using the media. So, again, yeah. here's what I wanted the player. I'll be tipping my cap right now to the players. I'll be doing this right now. Tipping my cap to them. If their hard <laughs> stance was, we're coming out here to make baseball better. And they were proving it by what they're doing. They ain't proving jack shit to me that they want to make this game better. I'm sorry. Money-wise, okay. Quality-wise, to get more fans there, you guys are killing it. Major League Baseball and the Players Association, you're killing it. You are turning fans off of baseball. You are getting people disgusted with Major League Baseball. We just had, I I talked about it a while back, we just had a playoff in the National Football League where the San Francisco 49ers game, who I know is a very popular team across the nation, Mm -hmm. their ratings were through the damn roof. It was some of the best playoff ratings they ever had. The stadiums were packed. People want sports back. Look at the UFC. Dana White said the other night, they just had an event. Since mm-hmm. COVID, they've had their best business because yep. people want to come back no matter what inflation is, no matter what all this. People want their normal life back. They're craving it. They're craving to be able to go to a concert. They're craving to see baseball in person again. They're craving not to have all these restrictions all over them. They just want baseball back. So I'm not saying you sit back there and you just take a loss and you go, okay, we know we asked for it. Let's just settle. I'm not asking anybody on either side to settle. What I'm asking you to do is to get fucking realistic here. That's what all I'm asking to be done. Let's get realistic. One side is saying 30 million. The other side says 80. That's a big frigging gap to make a decision on. One side says, okay, we'll stay at 220. The other side says, no, uh, 262. The CBT thing, I, I know me and you kind of, we, we've had our disagreements on the CBT thing, but I just sit back and I hear it and I just say, me personally, you want to increase it to 225 and it goes up to 232, 236, I mm-hmm. don't care. I just don't understand why this is like this major holdup that nobody wants to budge on. That's the thing that really aggravates me about this because it only yeah. assists the teams that spend. It's that simple. And for me, it makes no damn sense. It makes no, no damn it, sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't affect the small market teams. I mean, I, I, you know, for those of you who think that the CBT is being argued because the players are trying to get all the teams to spend more money, and that that's not the case. 
they might be framing it like that, but it's that's not really what it is, guys. The CBT threshold going up, just the only thing it does is that it ensures that teams like the Yankees, now the Mets, the Boston Red Sox, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Philadelphia Phillies, whenever they feel like spending, the Padres, who are big spenders now. Can you, re- teams can you like repeat that. what you just said? Whenever they feel like spending. Whenever they feel like because spending. Because they don't have to. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, no, exactly. Nobody. No, none of them. None of them have to spend. The thing with the threshold is, is that if the thresholds aren't going up accordingly, then you're going to see things like what is what has happened with the Yankees over the past few years, where you have a Bryce Harper and a Manny Machado out there, but they have to bulk on it because they already have a John Carlos Stanton and they're looking to the future and a Garrett Cole and maybe a judge extension and things like that. Or what's happening right now where they need a shortstop and Carlos Correa is out there, but smart money is on them not giving Correa $35 million a year right. because they don't want to be over the threshold like that much and have to pay taxes and things like that. When you raise that luxury tax threshold, it protects teams like the Yankees or the Mets or the Dodgers or whatever. Let's say the big spenders. Let's just call them that. You guys know the teams we're talking about. The teams that year in, year out are spending money and when they're through with their tiny retool, rebuild uh, windows, they start spending like crazy. Those teams. What, what the threshold does, as if it goes up, it protects them to continue spending. If the threshold were to stay at like the 214 that the owners originally uh, proposed, then, for instance, the Yankees would already be going into 2022 with the team that they have right now. They'd already be like almost over. Right. Or right, I mean, to project, right now their salaries are projected to be two twenty one in some places, two eleven in other places. Yeah. It's because of the arbitration projections, right? Right. But if the threshold was two fourteen, you'd already have like the Yankees up over it, the Padres up over it, the Dodgers up over it, the Mets up over it, uh, Boston close. Uh, it, it, a lot of teams would already like be like the, either there or already over or close to it. So the players fight to get it up to start at a place like. They're saying 238, but I think I think if you could get it to start at around 230, it's fair enough because that would be the first threshold. Now that the first threshold doesn't involve losing a draft pick and it only involves paying a 45% tax on your salary, if the Yankees, if the first threshold is 230 and the second threshold is like, I don't know what, like 240, 55 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Basically, the Yankees could have a salary of 254 million, right? Mm-hmm. And then they would only have to pay uh 114 on top of that. So you add that to the 254, and it comes out to 368 million dollars spent just on salary, which seems like a lot. Here's the issue though. If that stays at 220, 214, and they have 254 million of salary, they'd be paying the second tier of taxes. Which brings, which would make them have to pay almost four hundred and fifty million dollars just in salary. The Yankees are not doing that. Right. Yes, they have the money. The Dodgers have the money. The Red Sox have the money. The Padres have the money now. It's true, they have the money, but it's not smart business. Right. We have to deal in realistic and in, in realism here, guys. Here's it's just not a smart business move. You can't spend half of your revenue just on player salary. Correct. And here's it's the just thing. Just not realistic. Here, here's the thing. That I, you know, if they stayed at, I think they're gonna. I think eventually, they end up higher than two twenty. Me too. I, th- yeah. I think they will eventually end up higher than two twenty. I think the but, owners know they can move off that number. They're just not looking to do it until 
it's like, all right, if that's going to get it done and we know that's it, we get everything else we want, we increase, then we're done. We're doing Exactly. The players have to concede more things. Correct. That's that's only yeah. way it's going to work. We And that's just realistic. Here's yeah. my thing, though, when it comes to if it stays, let's say, okay, 230, right? The Yankees are a little off that. Here's my yeah. issue with this idea that, well, you know, it's just going to, you know, if the Yankees want to go out and get this guy, that helps them do it. There's a role in Major League Baseball that allows teams to move things around. The general manager. Yeah. yeah. So the Yankees have built, and the Yankees, we're just talking about the Yankees because this is a team that would be affected by this, obviously. They're a good, they're a good case study for this whole argument. Great case study yeah. for this. The yeah. Yankees have built a team. When you look at the number and how much they spend, you kind of look around and go, how? How is it possible? How do they do that? Exactly. And then you $220 million on this team right now. On this right team now. right now. When with, they, no not, stop, with, with no shortstop. With no shortstop. Who the only hell knows Garrett at first? Cole as the most dependable pitcher. Correct. <laughs> so you look it's at crazy. that and you go, it's crazy. well, the, the problem here was bad salary distribution. That's exactly. the issue. The, it's a the bad roster. The money's allocated terribly. So yeah. if you have a general manager and goes, I fucked up. I've made mistakes. We do need to get these guys, and I want to get a Correa, I want to add a Freeman, whatever the hell it is, but I need mm-hmm. to kind of knock off $50 million or so. Sanchez is going to get around 7 or 8 We already talked about what Britain and and Chapman get almost $30-plus million, just them two alone. Thirty million. Aaron Hicks gets $10 million. $10 million. The Seve list has goes on 10. and on. Uh, Green is going to get 6 or $7 million. I mean, yep. the list goes on and on for how you can move that stuff. So I'm not saying is it fair that the owners don't want to budge. I'm not making that argument here. The only argument I'm making here is $220 million is a lot of friggin' money for a Major League Baseball club. It's a lot it's, of money. It's more than most teams are ever going to spend in salary right so now. So I say this a lot. You say it a lot. We all do. Mm. Hal, you got the money, go spend it. Hal could sit yeah. back and go, well, one of the top I did. payrolls in baseball. <laughs> you know, he could say, I, mean, I did spend I, I did don't spend know. It. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know what else you guys want from me. And trust me, you guys have heard me call him Little Stein and every name in the book. I am not a fan mm-hmm. at all because my heart is with the Yankees to win. So, yes, mm-hmm. I'm not going to always look at the business and go, well, he kind of is, guys. I'm going to sit back and go, just do it. You can do it. Just do it. And Hal yeah. is sitting up there going, I mean, I look at the books. I'm not spending, like Francis he's, said, 400 and something million after. No, no, he's, no. He's, he, has, he has shareholders that he has to meet but with see, who are probably looking at him and saying, and we're we're spending two hundred and twenty million dollars on this because freaking that roster. is the reality of a business and as an business. owner. So when I sit there and I, I I think about the whole thing, what I wish Hal Steinbrenner would do is just come out and say that, mm-hmm. and not be negative about, it, but just come out and say, "Hey, look, we have a roster of extremely talented guys. I blame yeah. them, but I also blame the way we've spent that money. Exactly because it looks even worse for him now." If the Yankees come back and go, well, you know, this, we kind of stayed where we are. We want to kind of, you know, we got a little bit of latitude, so we added the Algerton Simmons, but we didn't get these other moves because of all the lockout and all this and that. But we also blame the players yeah. for last year. You can't do that. So now you put your own foot in your mouth. Yeah, and see. So your GM needs to get his ass to work is what really yeah. needs to happen. Even when if they he, yeah, went up to I mean, 230, you, they don't have a lot of wiggle room. They can't still go they, sign a lot of these they, guys. If they go up to two, I mean, the thing is, the the belief among the majority is that they that they're going to go over the first threshold regardless. 
Right. Some people are out there saying that they probably would go over the second threshold. That sounds a little bit crazy to me, but I'm not going to say it's impossible because, I mean, Cohen looks like he doesn't give a shit about going over it either. So it's like, okay. See, the, the thing too, the thing too with Cohen though, <laughs> Cohen kind of made it known really early that he's the next George Steinberg. That's who he wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and, like, and how has showed that he doesn't want to be. There. Right. And he's like, well, yeah. Look at what I've done already. If you don't think, and they're already talking about it. when they come back, they might look at uh, Kikuchi and a few other yeah. guys. They're like, we're not done spending. Yeah. So I don't think he gives a poop <clears throat> about going over. But yeah, you don't he's, have well, he's, o- he's like over. That. He's oh, over. He's well over. But see, that's well, the thing we were talking about saying, early on, right? He he yeah. actually cares about winning. He you could tell this guy wants no, to. He, he wants to. He win. wants to win. He wants to win now. He wants to win right, right away, like right, right now. He he's said like in the first. He said like in the first three five years, like he wants to win a ring. He's and he's going for it. So. Shouts out to him because he's 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 doing it. He's going about it the right way, I guess I would say. Um, I think when you see when you see you know the Yankees, it's like look. If you ask me, uh, you know, moment of truth, Francis, do the Yankees enter twenty twenty two with a salary that's under the luxury tax? I'd say no. Why? Because they were under the luxury tax last year, right? And it re- and it resets all the penalties, correct? And we're about to get a new deal that now has favorable penalties meaning they won't even lose a pick for going over the first threshold that's right and the tax percentage of the tax is lower because the owners already agreed to both of those things yep so the first that first uh tax threshold is really nothing it's like a soft cap like blowing through that for a couple years is really not going to affect the team like the yankees they're not going to care because they make the money they have the money that's where they can that's where they can flex their financial wherewithal yeah um as oh, for by going the way, over the by the way, hmm. I don't mean to pause you there. I just want to answer this comment because I think this will probably kind of lead into what we're talking about right now, too. Mm-hmm. Guys, what Max Scherzer said is wrong anyway. Yeah. What he said about the Padres, he's wrong. That's not even accurate. So this is the guy that's going in there with players, causing scenes apparently, has a horrible attitude, per my understanding. Yeah. And there's a lot of players that aren't happy with the way he acted in the meetings, per my understanding, also. Yeah. And so per, he, he's also my research, wrong about what he's saying. And yeah. apparently, maybe maybe I don't know if we've done the same research, but I was told a little after this that the agents were one of the biggest problems in this whole situation. That's exactly what I was about to say. Bo- so like Scherzer, Scherzer is off the rails because he's Boris's spokesperson. Correct. And a lot of people were very upset. Uh, if you remember, when the whole thing, we kind of all felt like, well, we're, gonna, we're buying into what we're seeing. Maybe there's going to be a deal tonight. I stayed up to 3, 4 in the morning waiting to go live next day I said all right well let's move our shows around because five o'clock's the deadline if we get something I don't want to interrupt by going live you know yeah. too too early during somebody's time so mm-hmm. we move shows around for it and then it comes out that oh the the owners just went over and it wasn't as accurate but my understanding is that's not necessarily the case a lot of shit changed once the agents got involved and became mouthpieces what I what I what I what I got um from all the freaking like researching and going through everybody's like combing through like literally like at least 40 to 50 different people's tweets all week. That's the type of research was that, Francis does, by the way, folks. Yeah. Like I'm comb- that's some, that's I'm, some harsh shit right there. I'm combing through people's tweets from this week was an interesting week, bro. Cause I was combing through tweets from last week when they were in Florida going right. through everything. Then I was reading articles and I was watching interviews. The most important interview that I watched was Bill Madden on Russo. Where you know how you know this shit is good because Russo is quiet. Oh he's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, just, just, I gotta watch that. I didn't watch that, but I heard a lot about it. 
Oh, it's trust me, it's so good. Bill it's Madden Russo, has some news today too. Russo is 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 quiet, and it, it. So I go. That was the thing that really set me off, and I said, okay, let me now let me go and look, and then that's when I really started to get upset because he made claims about Boris, and you see people saying, no, it's not that or whatever. Well, yeah. don't give me that because now when I go and I start looking at Boris clients and the things that they're putting out there. Yeah. Don't tell me he's not. It, it is him. Bryce Harper was the player who tweeted himself in a Yomi Yuri giants Jersey yep. Yep. last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, which agent do you know has the favorite tactic of putting out that a, pl- a big player is close to signing with one team so that he can get more from the other yep. Boris. Now everybody does it, but that's, that's Boris's calling card. Oh yeah, they're really close on the deal. They're really close. They're really close. They're really close. Oh, give me some more money. Let's talk about. Yeah, all of a sudden Bryce Harper's considering going overseas to play in Japan. Mm. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, right. Boris right. client though. Boris client. Yep. Who's been the loudest voice in the players' room the whole time? Max Scherzer. Yep. Boris client. Who showed up when crunch time was coming last week? Garrett Cole. Yep. Boris client. Boris client. Like, I'm telling you the. The the blood on his hands, and I say blood because it's <laughs> our it's our blood. The fans, it is correct. It's like he can't he can't wipe it off fast enough. Not at the all. more you guys, the more you look at it. I, don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. I'm just Francis on this podcast. You don't got to take my word for it. Go go read go fact check everything I just said. Man, I love this. Man. Scherzer, Scherzer has been this. there every single day. He's been the num- He's been the front man. He's been the loudest in terms of like tweets and stuff like that. Garrett Cole, look at when he showed up or whatever. Look at Bryce Harper's tweet. Look, look at all of the, and then look at the picture that was posted. Yep, I remember. Look at the picture that was posted, yep. and then go through. And this is going to take you a little bit of time because you have to go to the Boris's website. You have to figure. You have to look at all his clients, and some of you don't, aren't even going to know some of these players despite looking at their faces or whatever. The majority of Boris clients in that picture is alarming. Yep, it is alarming, to say the least. So I'm sorry, but we cannot sit here and continue to say, no, but you know, the player, and then the, yeah, yeah, okay, yes. But these agents, specifically Boris right now, have way too much of a voice in that room. Way too much. And let me tell you why I say that. If I was a player, I would want no agent more than Scott Boris. Like of course. when the news came out that Correa changed his agents to Boris or whatever, I was like, of course, of course he did. Because if you're a player of that caliber, Scott Boris is exactly who you want because he knows how to fight with these owners and negotiate and play dirty and do everything he has to to get every single inch possible on that contract for you. Let me tell you why Scott Boris is the last person who should be in CBA negotiations, though. When he's talking to the owners, he's talking about one player. The CBA is about all players. Correct. Players, and two-thirds of those players are players that Boris himself wouldn't even give a second look to yep. because they don't make the kind of money that's going to make his bottom line move any. That's right. Okay. That's right. So when he is advising some of those players in the room, he's not advising for the best interest of all the players. He's advising for the best interest of the 30% or so who will make contracts that end up being lucrative for guys like him who get the 10% or the 15% of the 300, 400 and $500 million deals. Yep. Boris is in the room arguing and fighting for all this and CBT this and CBT that and all whatever because he wants to make sure that Soto is going to get five hundred million. Five hundred million, that's right. And he knows. Years. And and guys, again, are the Baltimore Orioles going to give Soto that money? No, never. It's going to be the top was, tier. Was Pittsburgh ever going to give Soto that money? Never. No. Was Tampa ever? going to The Nationals give him that money? aren't. No. And they got the money. Nationals. 
the Nationals and they're not going to do it. The Tigers aren't. The Cardinals aren't. The Rangers already spent. They're not doing it. Houston's not doing it. Seattle's not doing it. The Angels aren't doing it. You know not who after, will? Not though? after what Art Moreno started talking about. You know, you know, you know who will do it. You know who? You know who he's looking at? He's looking at. He's looking at Hal Steinbrenner. He's looking at. He's looking over there at at, at the Dodgers. He's looking dead in the eyes right now. In, in San Diego, he's like, you guys got a lot of money on the books, but hey, he'd look great. He'd look great with Tatis in there. Yep. He's looking at the, he's looking at Steve Cohen. He's like, I'm very happy you're here. Welcome, welcome to the fold, Stevie. Yep. Let's have a conversation. He's looking at these four teams and saying, if we don't get that CBT up, they're going to be paying way too many penalties, and they're not even going to look to give this guy a contract like that. And it's going to be even harder. He wants to make it easier, which of course. At the behind this, behind all of this, he's an agent. Yep, that's what that's what they do. They their their job is to make things easier, to make these negotiations smoother and everything. But this is a CBA negotiation and not a one player contract negotiation. Yep. You can't negotiate this as if you were negotiating Carlos Correa's next ten year contract. I'm sorry. No, you can't. It's just not at all. It's it doesn't too, work that it's, way. It's too nuanced, and there's too many other people Involved. whose lives are at stake. Yeah, for you to for you to approach it like it that's was right. Correa contract or a Scherzer contract. There's a. I'm, and Scherzer's another guy. He's making what forty three million this year. Yep. Oh, he got a contract for forty three million. Or whatever. He's also fighting so that more guys can get deals like that or whatever. Garrett Cole, he's our ace. He's our guy. Whatever. Yep. I'm gonna tell you right now. Some of you guys might not want to hear this. You might whatever. Kill me if you want to. This is gonna be true. The reason the reason Garrett Cole shows up to that room, shows up to that negotiation, does it? Because let me tell you something. Garrett Cole expects to get a forty three million dollar a year deal <laughs> after <laughs> this right. one is up. I got news That's for you. Right. I got news for you. That's the reason he's there. Yep. He saw what old he saw what old Max got. got and he was yep. like, and he said, "Yeah, I'm coming for that. I'm coming they're for that." They're looking for themselves at the end of the day. I mean, guys, let's be honest here. They're looking for themselves. It's not saying something wrong. They're human. They're humans. We they're all have these qualities. Them. Yeah. Look, you people are greedy. <laughs> yeah. People are greedy. <laughs> yeah. And guess no, what? Sure. You get more greedy. You, you know who's the you know who's the least greedy people? People that don't have money. Exactly. <laughs> really? Exactly. You go to Dominican Republic, ain't nobody complaining. Nope. Seriously. Very, very, very little. Happy. Very happy, happy people what they have. We, we complain as Americans. Uh, we are spoiled rotten for what we have. God bless us. I'm very, very proud. Don't get me wrong here. I'm very, very proud to be an American. I wouldn't want to be anywhere yeah. else. All I'm saying is you get greedier as you get more money because you know there's more to be made, there's more to have. And is that necessarily wrong always? No, but it affects situations like this because look, at the end of the day, you're not talk, you're not worried about Estevan Floriel not making no money on a forty man. No. You ain't worried about him. My man's up in the compo training. Yeah, Boris. They, the, they don't but care. This is what Matt and this is what Madden said that a lot of people glossed over. Whatever he's like, he's like, look at that room. He said, how many? He said, how many of uh, how many of those Hispanic players? You know, up and coming guys doing really. well? How many of them did you see in the room? Were there any? Lindor, who's not even one of he's those not guys. Yeah, he's not one of those Lindor, guys no more. Lindor just got paid three hundred and forty million dollars, so he's not one of those mm. guys. He, three three forty one. There was none he's of them. He's not there. one of those guys. Ozzy Junior pointed that out. Ozzy Junior pointed that out. He was. Right. And he kept saying it in the chat, and it, the yeah. more he said it, the more I looked, and I was just like, "Damn, it's true. Where the, where are they?" And it's true. They're all training, and they're in their countries, well, well, and whatever. Let's be real. Isn't it supposed to be a, a thing for everybody? Latins make up a huge part of Major League Baseball. Shouldn't they Ridic- be somewhat involved in negotiation? Well, here, here's here's the problem. Would do you want them? Do you want them in the room if they're on the side of 
look, man, a lot of us are making to say, yep. enough money as it is. A lot of us know that we're about to make it. If Juan Soto is the one who everybody's touting to get the next five, to get that first $500 million contract, and everybody's already calling it before it happens, wouldn't it benefit him to be in that room? Yeah. Very do you much. know why? Do you know why he's not in that room? Very because much. he knows that no matter what the hell happens right now, he's going to he's get, get paid. his money. The same way that Scherzer money he's got the never freaking... imagined. Let's yeah. be real. And and sh- it's it's the money that Scherzer just got. Even though forty three million dollars for a pitcher of his age with the injury history that he has is absolutely asinine. And here I gotta I gotta add one thing in there. This is gonna get people mad, but it's just true because people don't like to hear this. It's money he's only going to get because there's an owner willing to pay it. Exactly. <laughs> Capitalism. Exactly. Oh, my God. Be so scared of it. We don't want these billionaires. We hate them all. But you accept their paycheck every time they give it to you. You he's come to work it. in the morning. I hate my boss. I can't stand him. Hi. Good morning, sir. How are you? Yeah. No. Cut the shit. It, Let's the be thing, real here. The, it's life. The shit, that, the shit that kills me, too, is like when you see people get the deals and they're like, oh, look at this guy, man. He's not worth that deal, whatever. It's like, dude, we can't even say that anymore. You know why? Because you're worth what they pay you. Listen, Thank Lindor, you. Lindor is making uh, uh, his AAV is is three is thirty four point one million dollars a year. You Bro, can't tell me that he's not worth it because correct. his bank account says he That's is. That's right. And I said this. I said we. I think we both kind of said this a while back. The owners mm-hmm. can't complain about salaries either. You guys gave it. They're paying it exactly. And and that whole narrative, I'm sick and tired of this shit too for years now. This whole narrative about, well, ah, you know, the Yankees are the ones that ruined the base, ruined baseball with these large salaries and George Steinbrenner. Give me a fucking break. A Rod signed with Texas before he signed with us. Exactly. A Rod signed with Texas before he signed with us. Look at what the look at what the Padres gave Tatis before he won anything. And let me add this in here too. Isn't that hypocritical from the people that blame the owners for everything, and they don't give the players enough? Well, they're no. paying them. So, yeah. yes, the owners can't complain because, hey, you guys started this shit. So you can't Listen. complain now about salaries or or, or um, even even for, like you said, Boris and Soto coming out being like, yeah, we are, he is worth $500 million. He is mm-hmm. worth four fifty. They're yeah. not wrong. <laughs> they're He's not gonna wrong. Get, so, listen, Soto's going to get that money because at the end of the day, there's going to be an owner who says, I can't not have this guy on my team. That's right. I need him. Like he's well, available. I need him. Francis, Some people you know financials. You're very good with financials. You're very good with this I do. stuff. It's what he does. Okay. So this is a very simple question. The yearly salary is that money mm. not going to be made back just on him? Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> Come on. See that answer? I, you, That's the you Steve Harvey. Boy, let me tell you. you something. Let me Boy, tell let me tell you right something. Now. That's I'm it. I'm gonna tell you something right now. As crazy as fifty million average annual value sounds for a player, Juan Soto makes that back like nothing. E- like like hotcakes. Are you like kidding me? Like I hop flipping pit flapjacks in the morning. Are you he makes it back. kidding me? Dude, he's going to do a couple commercials for you. He's going to sell jerseys for you. He's going to sell hats for you. There's going to be a Juan Soto bobblehead day. There's going to be. And then he's going to win awards. and. Yep. Okay. That's right. If the, the contract, as crazy as it sounds, the contract for those first few years is going to damn near pay for itself. It's well, going to pay for itself. Hey, hey, at the end of the day, that's why we talk. I talked early on. I said. The owners see it as a business. Well, guys, Juan Soto's their investment. He is them going out there buying Bitcoin. That yeah. is their investment. They know they get a profit back. They don't exactly. want to pay him that much, but they say they look at all this stuff beforehand. And they go, they do. well, yearly, we're going to make just from this guy alone. We can market the shit out of this guy. Do you know what we're going to make? That first year alone is probably going to cover the first couple of years. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Easily. For sure. It's, Easily. Do you know this? Like, all right. I don't want to put this out there. I'm not trying to put this in your head. So, guys, please do not go crazy with this. This is a completely hypothetical situation. I know nothing. Disclaimer. Completely hypothetical. But say, by some stretch of the imagination, the Yankees are the ones who sign Juan Soto. Do you imagine the frenzy, the frenzy of jersey sales, of ticket purchases? Can I say this real quick, Francis? I'm going to see if you agree with me. I think you're going to because we know New York City. Mm -hmm. Okay? He would make Aaron Judge look like a nobody. It's very possible. It's very possible. It's very possible. Dominican in New York. Most money ever. Mm -hmm. Come on. He is going to be off the bat. Fam, look, and this is a guy that everybody respects as it is, too. It's not one of those guys where you're like a Cano in a sense. It's like, yeah, there's some things about him. I just... Yeah, yeah. Soto is a player's player. The guy busts Univer- his ass. He runs loved. hard. He does everything. Yep. Now, I know people could say, well, after he gets that money, let's see. Yeah, some, well, some guys are built different, though. You can't just say that. You can't just make that assumption. But yeah. Soto in New York, and this is not me saying he's be- judges. He's better than. It's, it's, I'm not making a comparison on that. I'm talking about the Yankee fan base. It would be a turnout just to see Soto in Yankee Stadium. Dominic, one thing Dominicans do, they will kill to support their people. Ridiculously. No doubt. Look, Ozzy Guillen said, quite simply, nothing bad. Mm-hmm. Sammy Sosa and other guys deserve to get in the Hall of Fame before David Ortiz. You ever looked at the post he made and the Dominicans in that post, the things they were saying about him? He said nothing Lost wrong. Lost their shit. Lost, Lost their, their shit. shit. You do not play around when it comes yeah, to nah. that guys. Baseball's their life. That is That's their it. thing. It's so everything. when they see somebody like Juan Soto do it, guess what? A mother that's pregnant or something, this could be my baby. This could be, this yeah. is their life. This is what they can do. They have that opportunity. And Soto yeah. would be so friggin' big in America's capital of Dominicans. That is New York City. Yeah. It'll be Which huge. is why, which is the reason that, not not that, look, that Cohen shouldn't be spending. And no, he should definitely be spending. But like, when Cohen first bought the Mets, my biggest fear was, immediately, I was like, this guy's going to He's going to sign Soto. When Soto's up or whatever, he's going to be the one. He's going to sign. He's going to be the one to give him the 500 million. I, I know it. it. I can see and it. Then, and then this offseason, he started spending, spending. And I, I said, just, okay, I, cool. He's just warming up. <laughs> I said, okay. I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But I'm like, damn, okay. You know, you got, you got Marte, you got Scherzer. I'm like, okay, Scherzer one year, two year. Okay, but Scherzer three years at 43 million. DeGrom has... Uh, possible you know contract extension or something coming up whatever yeah pete alonzo events he's gonna have to get paid i'm doing the math you already got lindor there i'm like shit they're already at 240 that threshold is gonna be what it is but when you keep going over that threshold the increased taxes by the time soto comes he could be paying already 500 million dollars in salary when you factor in the taxes and everything correct is he gonna add 50 million dollars on top of Mm. all of that i Mm. think even I think even he might have, have to bulk, yeah. might have to bulk at that. Yeah. And it's, and again, not just because of him, but because owners also have to answer to people. Yep. This guy, Cohen, is a financial wizard, okay? Yeah. He's done some questionable things in finance or whatever. I'm not going to get into that. It's not this type of podcast. So, but he's he is a finance guy. So, yes, he is spending and stuff like that, but he's spending right now because he knows he's going to make that shit back and then some. We're talking two, three years down the line. Say the Mets do get one, 
in year one or year two or whatever like that, whatever. I mean, by the time Soto rolls around with all the money he's already spending on the salary, he he might have to say, Mm-mm, can't do it. I'd yeah. love to. I'd love to because I know what it's going to be. I mean, forget it, but mm-mm. So it leaves me, it does leave the question. Well, if the Yankees don't go and get Correa this year and they do end up going with a cheaper option and they maybe extend Judge or whatever, the Yankees are sitting they're not anywhere near 240 in salary, 250 Correct. in salary. So if the threshold doesn't, even if the threshold doesn't go up to 230, right now they'd still be paying like nothing yep. in terms That's of like right. penalties and stuff. That's right. But Co- Cohen is at, he's over the penalty, way over, and he's like strapped into paying that penalty for a few years. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Yankees have a lot of money coming off the books. A lot. In the, com- in the coming year. A lot. So. Again, I'm not trying to put this in anybody's head because I know people are going to take it and run with it. Oh, my God. So that's the plan. They're not going to sign Correa because they want to get Soto. I don't know the plan. None of us know the plan. That's why we're all going crazy because we don't know the fucking plan. But I could. all I'm saying is, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me because they're in a way different position than a lot of the other teams because we have a lot of this money coming off the books in the next few years. And then, you know, young guys coming up and stuff like that or whatever. Whereas... (laughs) The Padres, the, the, a lot of the money they have on the books is like, you know, that's money that they're keeping for a while. Yep. Machado, uh, Tatis, Tatis. Uh, they got, but they they also got this prospect coming up, also who's young, who's going to be good. So like their team is like, they got a lot of money on pitchers too. I keep forgetting, but the Padres have spent money on that yeah. rotation. So it's like, you look at these teams, the Dodgers too. The Dodgers obviously want Soto. You know that the Dodgers are going to want to be in. They're going to want to be in on that. So it's going to be really interesting to see them because I think with the Dodgers, it all depends on what happens after this year with Trey Turner. If they don't re-sign Trey Turner for long term, then it's like, yeah, I really worry about them who yeah. want Soto because they and have the, the money too. The biggest market for Soto is New York. I mean, I, I don't think there's any yeah. denying that at all, even even though York, LA, LA is LA. But I just think like New York is like... If oh, and I'm sorry. Can't believe I didn't say it again. You guys are going to hate this. Boston. But... Can't count. You can't count out Boston. No, definitely not. Not on, not on something count, like that. I still not, don't count him out on Correa. I don't know, but I still don't count them yeah. out there. I just gotta. It's a weird feeling for me with that. With uh, that Cora. would, that would kill know. me. <laughs> that would. Li- I'm telling you, that <laughs> would literally. Like I say, oh, if they got Correa, I'd be whatever. Look, I would. I would be able to get over that. I would not be able to get over Boston getting Juan Sono. I would not. Oh, that'd be huge. It, like, that'd be insane. And they have the right. They have a lot of the right guys to like. You know coerce him Manny and they, they got a lot of young guys too they David got Ortiz, they got another they're another like, team too they got some really good young studs coming up so oh yeah they're not far that away kid, so marcelo meyer is there so yeah that that kid's good that kid's yeah, very, really very good. good very good really so, good and the yankees have that too and that's that's a good point too there the yankees have a lot of their youth coming up that you know yeah. aren't gonna get paid a ton so no, just even with, even 700 with stuff 750 725 <laughs> just, 700 just whatever 700 it is. 725 and then they have all. they might have to be realistic you can argue they might have one, two, three, maybe four spots at that in the mm-hmm. lineup. Where you could yeah. you could make an argument that maybe they they would have that many. You know, they got yeah. a left side of an infield that you could argue, well, they need two new spots in the next couple yeah, of years. No. I mean, I think no, that's for a, sure. That's a very fair argument. You got second no, base, yeah. you don't really know. Center field, you don't really know. I mean, there's a lot of openings. The catcher, you don't know. So there's yeah. a lot of different things they could do. But well, before, catcher's done, I think, after this year. Yeah. Hopefully. 
And well, before, finger, fingers crossed. Fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. <laughs> unless, unless Gary does this yoga stuff, all of a sudden makes oh, him some unbelievable man. player. But he he's ridiculously skinny right now. He does. He looks very good. He really does. Yeah. Um, but like, before we go into, I want to talk about the rule change proposals. Um, before oh, we yeah. go into that, I gotta just repeat a couple of things to everybody really fast. If you guys have not checked out nyynewstv.com. Go ahead and check out the new store is up. The website. We got yes, the exclusives the coming. Guys, I got so many exclusives coming. I have not dropped it yet because I don't think now is the right time with baseball. Yeah. This is one of them, and this is available. This is the number 99 hat. And as you see, you got the NYY News TV logo on the side, the number 99. There's also a Garrett Cole one, <clears> number 45. So yeah. we have a couple of those up there right now, but there's T-shirts, hoodies, and all that stuff. I already showed Francis the designs for uh, two of them we got. They look really, really great. And again, Fire. guys... Uh, subscribe to this page if you have not. If you're new in this chat, welcome. Please subscribe. You don't want to miss what we do. Uh, Apple Podcast, leave the five-star review um, on everybody's. Look up NYY News TV. You'll see this podcast, Twin Bill, uh, Hola Como Estas, um, uh, Guillen's World, Chef Talk, NYYST. You'll see all of us there. Thank you to my wonderful fiance. She has not left me. She is back. As she's in the chat, unless she's just doing this for the job, I don't know. But um, every, <laughs> she got it right there. <laughs> she got it right there. She tells me she owns ninety nine percent, so it don't matter. I only own one percent. So that is I mean, everything in the chat right there. She's putting it all the NY News TV. I'm sure she'll put everything else. But moving on, Francis. From we appreciate where we are, you. We, we appreciate, appreciate you, Jerry. Yes, no doubt about you. it. Um, moving time on. Out, from, time out. Time out. Time out. Really quick. There's one comment. We don't yeah. got to say anything. But just imagine that outfield, Soto, Judge, and Dominguez. Hey. That's a lot of, hey, pause. That's a lot of beef, though. That's a lot of, that's a lot of beef, man. Hey, I don't know. That's some beef that can move, though, man. Yeah. Speaking so. of Dominguez, Dominguez has slimmed down a little bit, too, which is nice to see. He has. Because he was getting he very bad. I think, well, what pod, what I, I, remember what pod, I wonder what podcast called that last year. Yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> like, he's probably going to start slimming down. He's going to have to. I mean, you know somebody's seeing that in the Yankees. Be like, alarm, alarm. Yeah. We got to get this kid on the way a little bit. You know what I mean? Get him going. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks good. But going into uh, the purported rule changes that the owners would want to do, would welcome doing, and, and the players are agreeing to in a sense. What What are the likes for you? And what are the dislikes? Um, with the rule proposals, it's... Uh, I'll start with a like. I know for sure I do like limiting the shift. I don't think I have to get into it too much. I think we we covered that really we well did. a couple episodes ago. Um, but that that's what I will say. I really... I do like limiting the shifts. I, I just... I don't feel like you, your second baseman should be halfway into right field. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with putting your shortstop halfway into left field or whatever. So I think if, if you just, you know, limit it to like keeping infielders on the dirt uh, and, you know, second baseman has to stay on the right side of second base, shortstop has to stay on the left side of second. If you limit it like that, I'm down. Um, Robo umps. <sighs> I hate it. Oh my God. I, I, I don't, it's, so I'm going to tell you guys this. Look, if they if they approve robo-umps, am I going to, like, cry about it for a year? No, I'm not. No, we can't. Um, There's nothing we can do. Yeah, but what I will say is that the, the umpires, as inconsistent and as many big calls as they miss or whatever, like, kill me if you want to. It's There's just something traditional about it that, that like, that's where I am a little bit of a baseball purist in the fact that 
miss miss calls these it's a it's a part of the game like i think you win the world series and you're the last team standing on the field in you know beginning of november end of october holding that trophy there's never been a team that's done that and doesn't have you know bad calls from umpires along the way throughout the season and even the postseason and things. Of course. But that's just another obstacle that they had to, you know, get over and, right. and win. Right. And it's like, yes, do you want do you want an important game decided by a bad call of an umpire? Like what happened this year with the Giants and the Dodgers and that? Yeah. Did he yeah. the check swing? Did he swing? Did it of course not. You don't. Right? Or like, I mean, we've had, you know, perfect games ruined by but yes, it's true. These things you never want them to happen. But I mean, there's just something unbaseball about a robotic umpire. But again, if it was to happen, I'm not dying on the hill of no. There's no way. Whatever. It's like nah. If it, if it happens, it's like all right, fine. That's that's what you guys went with. Okay, cool. Like let's let's see let's see with the robo arms. Let's see what happens. There's a lot of players who stand to benefit from it. Uh, Aaron Judge being one. Uh, Aaron Judge gets more incorrect low strike calls than any other player in, in major league baseball because of how tall he is and the way that he bats. And he's, he's added a crouch to his stance to build up power, but also kind of shrink his strike zone a little bit yeah. and umpires <clears throat> still continue to screw the shit out of him on those. So he's a guy who a hundred percent is going to benefit from some of those. Uh, I think Stanton benefits on, on calls also, uh, but I mean, for, for, for guys, you know, there's, there's still going to be guys who strike out a ton. Uh, even with the calls being correct or not. And there's still going to be pitchers who are mad because even with the box on the screen that we're seeing, they don't see a box down there. Correct. And they're going to they're gonna think it's a strike. But who are you going to argue <laughs> That's with? That's what I was going to say. With? Who do you, do you, yell, do you yell up at the sky somewhere? Like, no, uh... they're gonna, no, they're going to be, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. <laughs> yeah, <that's> strike. <laughs> can we get, no. Can we get a review a on that? Was there, <laughs> there was a glitch. There had to be a yeah. glitch in the system somewhere. That wasn't a strike. I mean... It's silly. What, so. what is what is the what is the manager? Who does the manager argue with? Does he Boone instead of, going, uh, instead of coming it. up to the yeah because he can't get bullied he by te- a computer, can you text somebody or or can he can you <laughs> <laughs> can you text somebody like can you text somebody like hey can we review this on my let me text you real quick here's my thing about all that and I'll go back from where you did and I'll I'll move on like you did mm-hmm. on the shift yeah we both said that right that kind of keep the people make their boundaries for where a position can move to i also don't think it makes any sense when you got four guys on the right side of the infield and stuff like me i'm like okay well you're no longer a second baseman if you're playing right field you're playing right field you're not a second baseman so i do think there needs to be boundaries on where guys can move completely eliminating it no way Uh, because i mean look guys do we need managers or no at this point where we're trying where it feels like we're trying to go to is we don't need personal feel of this game. And I think that's a major mistake. You do need personal feel. Like you said before, there's something about having regular umpires. They're humans. They do make mistakes. Here's what I would like to see. There should be a public rating system on these guys. A public. I think there is something like that. I think somebody does it, but I don't think it's like a Major League Baseball thing. But there should mm. be some sort of public rating system where it's a way where they either get bonuses or incentivizes incentivize them to, to do a little more, to really focus and really try to get the right call the first time, whether well, it's additional they, training and things like that. 
But I know there's yeah. something that somebody does that grades them on balls on and Twitter, strikes and things yeah, like that. Umpire, umpire scorecards on Twitter. Well, something like that could be done as as their own thing, and and I think that would really work if you get these guys to to maybe put a little more heart, feel, and focus into their job, um, and incentivize, like I said, to, to maybe get a better rating or, or to kind of reevaluate how they do to do their things. I hate the idea of a robot up. I just can't stand it. And like you said, yeah, if it happens, we're going to watch baseball. There's shit we could do about it. Um, it just it, it just feels to me they're taking way too much out of this game. And, and that's what yeah. I don't like. They're not making this. So, again, too, I almost, I almost feel like even with that, with the this isn't even anywhere near yet, but it's happening in the minor leagues, the, the whole thing with the watch and communication and all that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, give them a PS5 control and let them play the game on simulation <laughs> mode and choose when a guy takes a pitch, when a guy yeah. swings, when a guy walks, what pitches are being thrown. Take everything away. Make it be a robotic game. Make it be a game yeah, where, I- again, you're just sitting back and you're playing it. And you're the owner or the hell with it. Get rid of the managers. Let a GM do it from the upper deck. Let him sit there and throw signals to people and go, oh, this yeah. is the pitch. This is the infield shift. This is what I want. Why do you need these extra positions if you're taking all the personality away from the game? Yeah. I feel like with the watch, obviously, like with the watch, I feel a little bit favorable to it. I don't know if the, the current iteration of the watch is, I don't think that's going to work. Um, but I do think that. Does everybody have one? Or is it just the I, I heard the infielders so some te- have it yeah, too. Some some te- yeah, some teams the infielders have it and even the out there's teams that have the whole team with it on. Um yeah, I don't I don't know if the current iteration of the watch is gonna be the one that works in major league baseball, but I do think eventually you get to something where, you know, the catcher throwing a combination of his fingers down isn't how the pitches are called. Um now, if, is it a watch? Is it something like, I don't I don't know what that is, but I feel like, yeah, once you get, because when you get to that stage, like, then it's like, well, I don't want to hear it. We're not going to hear anything about like, oh, I mean, this guy was stealing our signs or whatever. It's like, yeah, no, it's on a closed network monitored by the MLB. It's actually impossible. So if you, if your pitcher just got rocked, well, I'm sorry, he just got rocked. If you have a freaking robot umpire up there and a freaking watch to transmit the pitch calls and you still get rocked, you just got rocked. Like, I don't know what else you can't argue about it. You can't, maybe you were tipping pitches, but there's no technology that's going to fix a guy tipping right, pitches. Right, right. No matter what you do. And that's my thing. It's like, even with the technology, like you could throw all the technology you want. You could have the guys out there looking like fucking RoboCop. At the end of the day, there's just shit about baseball that technology, even technology can't fix. Right. Exactly. Which, right, right, right. Which is like, what, what happens like pit- when the technology glitches? Yeah, or it doesn't work during the middle of a game. Everybody looks around like, "What the hell do we do? How do we play baseball?" No, I'm talking about ten years from now. They're gonna have to play baseball. What do we do? They're gonna have to play the. They're gonna have to play the traditional. Well, they know how. I'm not even joking. (laughs) Like that's a well, that's a question. That's a good question. There was again. If if a kid comes up now, who knows? Well, if you guys don't watch Gian's World, there was an episode. I think it was two episodes ago when Oni Gian and Ozzy Gian Jr. talked about how college teams actually train their players. There Mm -hmm. is no, you hit this week. It's everybody does the same shit. Yeah. And they're trying to implement these type of things quicker in college. Yeah. So when players lose the feel of, and and, and this is almost a society issue. I think many people are more attached to technology than they are to their personal feelings or how to speak to people. 
I think we're right, losing that aspect anyway. Interpersonal communication is dying. It's Te- been for years. Technology, and that exactly, it's been doing that for yeah. years. So my whole thing is like, how much do we go with technology and just get rid of this idea of baseball being a sport where it is somewhat strategy, where it is the eye test, where it is all that. The whole bigger bases thing, kind of understand that at first base because there there could be a lot of injuries in that situation. Now, mm-hmm. when they talk about bigger bases, I don't think we really know what they mean by bigger. I know that means, it's, well, obviously the word bigger means it's going to expand or get yeah. a little bit, but is it going to be two inches every way? Is it going to be an inch every, is it going to be that's higher what it's gonna, up? No, that's what, what it's it going to be. It's going to be a couple, with, it's going to be like a couple inches, a couple inches. There's going to be a few inches in each direction. So okay. the square itself would just have a larger surface okay, area. I can live with that. So you're going to shorten the that. distance. They're going to shorten the distance between the bases and allow for a bigger plane of base so that you can get away from that colliding. That okay. So, you're still not going to 100% get away from no, it. No, it's never. that's it's never going to change. It's just not going to happen. So, Like if um, a guy wants to take a guy out, he's going to take, he's gonna take him out. And watch, I, and, and there's no watch that's going to tell you that's coming. No, so <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Those to me don't really bother me at all. Um, the shift yeah. I already talked about. Yeah. Uh, the robot ump. I think there was one more that I'm missing. Pitch uh, clock. Let me see. The pitch clock. Pitch clock. Yeah. Here's the guys, 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 guys. If you're gonna love baseball, and you're gonna grow up loving baseball. The greatest games I think we can all say that we ever watched were Yankee Red Sox five-hour games. <laughs> I mean, and I never complained once. I never watched when the rivalry was at its highs. And Derek Jeter even said, hey, look, we actually didn't mm-hmm. like those guys. We really mm-hmm. didn't like each other. Yeah, and I loved Man, it. Man, when those I guys. I love that they hated them. <laughs> Francis, we didn't even phones. Twitter and all that shit wasn't even big like that back then. I don't even know if it was mm-hmm. around. I don't remember. But I know I wasn't on it. I know I wasn't Me focused on that shit on Me social neither. media. I tell you what I was focused on, watching that damn game and arguing with anybody that was a Red Sox fan. Yeah. But they were either around me or I would call them or whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. I was watching that game from start to finish. It didn't matter. If you love the sport, it's not going to change. And let me tell you this. Adding that isn't going to get you new viewers. They don't give a shit. How is that going to get somebody (laughs) new to go, oh, cool, look at that picture. It's a pitch clock. Okay. Nice. So what happened? Like, did this make the game shorter? I mean, yeah, it went from three, four hours and ten minutes a game to three hours and fifty-two minutes. You know what oh, the saddest? Great. The saddest thing is they're going to implement a pitch clock, and the majority of casual baseball fans are still leaving after the sixth inning. Yep. With pitch clock and all. Yep. It. I mean, if, and I get what they're trying to do. I do. I get it. You're trying to make the game more marketable to younger people with. You know, shorter attention spans. I get it. But then do it to make sense. But then do but my thing is like you can't say, Oh, we want to do that, and then at the same time get mad because guys are pimping home runs. You know what goes viral pimping on social runs. media? Home runs that are pimped or pitchers striking out a guy and showboating a little bit. That's what's going viral. That's the shit that you're killing. That's the shit that's gonna grow the game though. That's the shit that's gonna have hey, look. the the youth actually interested look, in the game. These the kids the day, love Tatis. They love Soto. They love those guys. Fam, we know that's who they want to see. Controversy sells. Yeah, it is what it Hell is. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It does. People knock people like Conor McGregor, right? The guy made a life, made a living of having mm-hmm. enough people want to see him for one or two mm-hmm. reasons: because they mm-hmm. loved him or they hated him. And now he's a billionaire. 
Yeah. Or right at right at that. He's talking yeah. about buying Chelsea. And whether you think he can or not, it don't even matter. He got money. He got more money than every UFC fighter ever of all time. He made yeah, a living does, off of it. If but he does, I'm buying that jersey ASAP. Look at look at Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson says some of the most bizarre shit in the world. Mm-hmm. I want to eat his kids. I want to rip their heart out. You know what I mean? He said some crazy shit. But when he said it, spinal. spinal. (laughs) But when he said it, you were like, I I gotta go. I gotta watch that fight now because uh, Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal just now. Colby Covington had talking about his children and his ex-wife. And everybody's like, oh shit, man. I kind of like this dude, but I can see you getting punched in the mouth for that. So I gotta (laughs) watch. I want to see the dude get knocked out. Colby comes in there and wins and he pulls his groin and goes, hey, yeah, yeah, have fun with this, Jorge. I still hate you, but everybody saw it. It was the number 14th highest overall pay-per-view. It sells. So you're right. There's a lot of old-timers in a sense, or even me for an example. But here's my thing. The thing that pisses me off about baseball, yes, pimp that shit. Do it. But if that dude gets hit, don't throw the pitcher out immediately. But again, that's what I'm saying. Live with everything. But they won't do that. That's the thing that bothers me. Because they'll start chirping, then they want them. And then you're Yeah, because that's the problem. Because that's the problem. It's like, oh, well, no, no, no. You can't have this. You can't have that but we got to do a pitch clock so that people can watch the game. No, people are going to come watch the game because the pitcher's delivering the ball faster. I'm sorry. They're not. Definitely not. They're not. They will come watch the game if somebody hits a home run, pimps that shit, comes up again, he gets hit, the next inning, the bench is clear. Listen, you don't like it. We love that shit. It is what it is. Like, don't, don't make the game something it's not. Baseball isn't hockey. There aren't bench-clearing brawls every single freaking night. But when they happen, they dominate the news cycle. Why? Because we love that shit. Of course. We love it. Let's not pretend that we're not, you know, this tribalistic, you know, you know, being that we are. That we are. If, they brought we like- back, if they brought back gladiators that will kill each other and actually kill each other, everybody would you tune know, in to watch. You know how many people would watch that shit. Don't, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, you got these people who are like, the Puritans or something, and they're just like, no, 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 because we, we can't have fighting in baseball or whatever. Is, it's like, what do you mean? It's funny we're talking about this right now. This is just new from John Heyman, so I'm going to read this tweet. Mm. Players Union, and thank you, Arby, for sharing this. Players Union agreed to allow MLB to ban shifts. I don't know what ban shifts mean, so I'm assuming that's still, then I'm going to ban it completely. We said limit, and now they're yeah, saying he's saying ban shifts. I don't know what that means. If that's ever banned it, that's absolutely insane. That's asinine. Implement a pinch clock. And make bases larger in 2023, subject to those agreements fitting into a total deal. Union also rejected robot umps for 2022 and 2023. MLB's goal to be able to streamline the process and add excitement to the game. What 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 of that is exciting? So robot MLB, umps this are is my, exciting. This though? is my <laughs> yeah. If you know what's exciting, I don't if think anybody's dude, excited about if that. If it's a robot from Fox Sports that's actually real, remember that robot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's yeah, actually yeah. that robot or fucking Optimus Prime comes rolling in as an actual <laughs> robot and it's calling the game, that's a yeah. different story. Mm. But what, 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 you know what's exciting? I was watching, again, I go back to Gary Sheffield's podcast, one of the most recent ones that was, that was on Friday, and he talked about this exact thing. And he said, maybe 10 years old and under get in for free. I don't think baseball would ever do that. But no. I don't disagree with him where you need kids to fall in love with this game. Exactly. You need players to be a little more interactive with fans. You need autograph signings. You need things like that. You but need stu- batting a lot cages of... in, in things where kids could go play. You but need things to get issue. them running on the field, shagging fly balls. Maybe you could pay yeah. an extra fee 
and their kid could go out there and shag. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. the answer is, but that they, they, is they how have, you get that to go. They, Not by there's, this bullshit. There's so many missed opportunities, Pete, when you think about it, because they want to do this bullshit to grow the game, but then Put think of the simple fact. Put a water park in center field. Think, think of the think of, nah, that. That's a great idea, actually. Those hot ass summer days. Hot ass summer games. Yeah. <laughs> Look, but you think the about Milwaukee it. Milwaukee got the dude going down the slide. Get a the damn slide up. in Miami. Do that shit. Put that in center yeah. field for, for a fan to go down the slide, bro. Miami actually has a pretty good in, uh, game experience for for fans. I mean, I've heard. Like, I've heard the bars and the food. You said Cincinnati it's, it's, was terrific. Yeah. Cincinnati phenomenal, which a lot of people. I'm gonna go like, to a lot of games this year. I know we a lot of people we definitely hit me going up to the White Sox that. game with Ozzy. We definitely do oh, yeah. that this year. Oh no yeah, I can't wait, can't wait because I haven't been to that stadium, so I'm me super either. excited. Um, and I'm sure that experience is just gonna be ridiculous. But right. but um, what I'm saying, like, look at the Yankees, right? You want to grow the game? Why why is it that with home at home games we can't see our team our team's batting practice? Like you have you have so, kids. So true, my, man. My kids, so a bunch true. of my friends, all these kids want to do is see Aaron Judge hit home runs, bombs, or whatever. But when we get there, it's the other team taking BP. Now, me, I'm a fan of the game. Like, I love the Yankees, but the only thing I love more than the Yankees when it comes to baseball is baseball itself. Yep. So I can watch the other team's batting practice and still be thoroughly entertained. Yeah. But these kids want to see Judge. They want to see Stanton. They want to see DJ. They want to see Torres. They want to see Aaron. They want to see them do BP. They and want they to can't. see Taurus. <laughs> I mean, I'm joking. You said, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure there's a, you know, one or two one or two fans out there. <laughs> I there's mean, somebody. They they see number twenty five. They still think it's it's Teixeira or Giambi. Everybody <laughs> loves somebody sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's like these kids they can't go in and see that and and you get in there and it's like oh no because they're home so they took bp first and then whatever it's like bro open the stadium up early get people in there early let them they'll be spending money from the time they're in there open up the concessions on time yankee no stadium has a no bad habit of that it, you get it you get to the game early yes. and like some of the concessions aren't None of them are open. open yep and it's like yep. bro i'm fucking here you're gonna you're gonna cut off the beer in the seventh or whatever it is Open the fucking because let me get a beer from the moment I walk in. I agree with chicken you, man. wings. Let me get some hey, fries look. and let my kids see Aaron Judge hit some bombs into the seats. And Francis, we talk about it all the time. Look, I know, I know, Yankee Stadium's expensive, but if I'm there early and I'm already in the baseball mood, I'm I need spending. a drink or I need a beer or something. <laughs> Bro, let me get we spending. We so spending. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we we definitely doing something there. By the way, guys, NYY News TV and the New York Yankees do have an NYY News TV day coming up. I don't want to say nothing yet because look. Yes, sir. Chris, uh, and I got to give him a shout out. Chris from NYYST set this whole damn thing up. It was going to be yes, for sir. NYYST uh, on COVID year. They couldn't get it. Now you know they're with us. And he said, hey, look, it's going to be NYY News TV Day. And we have that day planned. That day is set. I'm not going to give out the time yet and all that. But I will very, very soon. I'm working on something to put together to have that out. But we're yes, going to have a day where you guys can join us. We're going to have our own section. We're going to have... Uh, Food is actually going to be covered. Beer yeah. is going to be covered. All that stuff is covered. Uh, it's going to be a one o'clock game. It's going to be something that I hope all of you in here can attend and be Super there with exciting. us. It's going to be Super unbelievable. Exciting. Probably going to be one of my favorite days ever at a ballpark. Um, yeah, just because yeah. how much it means to us. Yeah, no, um, for sure. So get baseball back is what I'm saying. Yeah, man. But we... you know there there are so many things, man. If you did something where fans could say, "Holy crap!" Like. I get to go out there early and catch an Aaron Judge fly ball. Yeah. Even if you get, hey, parent, look, you got to, but you got to sign this waiver. Okay. 
My son yeah, gets yeah. hurt. I got to leave. I got to take him. All right. Yeah. I understand it. But he's getting the opportunity that guess what? This kid may now want to play Major League Baseball after that one moment. He may have of never course. played anything in his life. And now he goes, of course. wow, look at this field. I remember the first time as a kid walking into old Yankee Stadium. And I, my eyes were just like, oh, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where Derek Jeter plays every day. Mm-hmm. This is where my dad told me Mickey Mantle. Pl- I mean, like, it's almost like I, I was telling my son the other day. He, he's playing baseball a lot now, so we've been training. I hit about a 340-foot homer off him the other day as I kind of <laughs> Probably like a 20-mile-an-hour pitch, but I still creamed that baby, and I ran around. You know, I kind of showed off. Got to do, do what you got to do. I mean, it's a way of teaching. It, it is. Shows you it's baseball a, right, it's a game a, of failure. You it's fail. a rite of passage. You it's fail, a rite of passage. Right? You know what I mean? You got to deal with the passage. consequences. That's it. It's a rite, it's a but, rite of passage. <laughs> but, bro, I got to be honest with you, man. I stepped on that field. And I knew, stepping on that field again, that my heart is all baseball. Yeah. That getting back into this as hard as I have with NYY News TV is the right choice. Because there's nothing I love more. It's just fact. Yeah. I stepped Dude. on that field. I felt like a little kid again. I said, man, I could be Dude. here all day. Dude, I went to, my first game was probably in 96, 95, 96. Um, and we were sitting in the outfield. We were near the bullpen. And my first experience, and this is what, I was already playing like, you know, baseball, like, you know, as a kid and stuff, but to make that would have me fall in love with it as I, I'm looking and John Wetland, John, oh John Wetland uh, is, you know, warming up at this point. And I see people going crazy, whatever, but I'm, I'm like, what, five years old, six years old at this time. I don't know what the fuck. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. And then like, he's up and he's about to, he's finished up the warmups or whatever. And I'm watching him intently. Um, probably made me fall in love with pitching, which is uh, what eventually got me into the game. But I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. And he finishes up and he looks at me or whatever. And he has the ball and he's like, he's like, he's, he looks, he says, time, he's like, time to go. And he winks and he winks at me. And I'm like, time to go, time to go or whatever. And I'm like, what's he going to do now? And I was like, okay, go. He goes into the game, whatever. Obviously get, you know, and closes the game out, gets the thing or whatever, comes back right to all of us in the section or whatever. And starts like throwing baseballs at everybody or whatever. Now I didn't get one of the balls, but the eye contact after watching him get ready and then look and just say time to go and everybody just go crazy and him go in and handle his business was like, I was like, shit is fucking amazing. Like this guy's a freaking rock star. Like right. I was like, I was like, what? Like I was like, what? What is he like? I didn't, I didn't get things, it, man. I didn't get it at things. the time. All but just having that experience, being able to be there close to it, but who at the time, I promise you, I had no idea who this was like I, I didn't like or whatever I heard the name when I was there but I was like okay whatever like I'm a kid I'm a kid I'm not really whatever and now to think back on that experience I'm like damn bro I was like five six years old John Wetland turned around to me and like he spoke to me like and then goes right. into a game like and it's like yo that's everything that's everything no doubt, and I'm, man. I'm 30 I'm 30 years old I'm gonna be 31 in a couple like a couple months and when I think about that memory it's, it takes me all the way back so it takes me all the way back because it's like that's what baseball is about. It's about yeah, this connection. It is very this, much this random natural connection that we feel to these people who don't know us and we don't really know them. Like I don't know what makes Aaron Judge suffer. I don't know what keeps him up at right, night right, right, or whatever. Right. But we feel like, dude, like I'm we're in this together. Like yep. I live and die on his at bats in yep. the playoffs. This pretty much probably the same way he does. It's like. Because, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm here. I want to produce. I want to, you know, do this for the city and do this for the team. And do, and it's like, yeah, and I'm that guy who needs you to do this, like, right, right. now. Like, 
we might as well be in the box together, baby, because I'm dying if you strike out. <laughs> I'm dying if you strike out. Like right. I'm just as mad. So yeah, man, like that's that's baseball. And I think it's like you said, bro, if they really wanna if they really wanna target, you know, the up and coming generation, they gotta expose them to it. But you gotta they do got something to. You got to do something to catch their eye. You know, you got to you got to do things, man. You got to make make deals, make deals with games yeah. like Fortnite. Put those players in it. Put the jerseys yes, in it. They did yes, it with shit. NBA and shit like that. Yeah. They had the NBA time. I mean, yeah. these are little things that Major League Baseball doesn't do. They LeBron got these, was in the game. He was in the game. Marvel LeBron was, in, was the game. in the game. They're not yeah, like, they're not beholden to one group. They just do. I think whoever pays them, they're like, all right, cool, yeah, yeah. we'll do it. Yeah. I mean, you got no, all those dude, little you, things. You got to make these guys likable. Like you even see the NFL commercial, the one when they were all cartoon characters coming out of like an NFL blitz game. Remember, mm, like on the Super yeah. Bowl, they did that. They all jumped out the screen. They were playing inside the house, and I'm like. These are things that, you know, get fans attracted. You got the yeah. the Nickelodeon shit. You <laughs> yeah. got Nickelodeon. Oh yeah. All the, that the different slime, stuff. The, the slime the slime cast. Thing. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things that out there that you can really do to get fans more excited. And I think baseball just needs to do a better job. If they really think a pitch clock does that, okay, you guys are so off. It's not even funny how off you are to think that's gonna get fans excited. Hey, look, fans, we got a robot up. Oh, is it like an actual robot? No, it's a little screen up top that senses the pitch. Oh, okay, yeah, I give a shit. What do I care for? Uh, nah, Jose, Jose Christian said in the comments, by the way, I have to shout this out. He said, trade Gary Sanchez for a bottle of Mamawana. I kind of agree. I could get on board with that. But it might be, um, that might, <laughs> somebody else said, I don't know who it was. I think it was Hirsch. Hirsch was like, yeah, it's a little too expensive for him. Damn, Hirsch, you don't think we can get the Mama June? No. The Mama June? We can't get the Mama June for homie? No. The Mama Jana? Nah, um, listen. My last point on that whole thing is like, look, look, look at what the NBA does. Look, the NBA has lapped the MLB in terms of like modernization and like reaching the newer generation. Like they've lapped the MLB several times, uh, commissioner wise and stuff like that. I mean, with Adam Silver, he's doing a phenomenal freaking job. Sometimes he's a little bit too woke for me, but yeah, I you know that's it is even with even with that, and sometimes me disagreeing with like some of the things that seem like pandering or whatever, mm. I still have a tremendous respect for him and the yeah, job yeah. and the work that he does with the NBA. And I feel like I want to be able to say that about baseball, but it's like, again, I go back to the point about like when you, when you censor the players in a way, it's just like, bro, you know, my kids love Steph Curry because they, they feel like they can do that. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't like mm-hmm. a kid, a little kid is not going to be able to dunk a basketball until he grows and gets older. And some kids will, most people will never dunk a basketball, but he could shoot the ball from really far and possibly make it in and then turn around and start shimmying or throw his hands up and do, they can yeah. do that. Yep. And that's what, that's what endears them to the Steph Curry's of the world and the John Morant's or whatever. It's that these guys are grown men, but they play, they're allowed to play the game. Oh, like, like children in a sense. And baseball is like, no, 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 sir. Button up your shirt to the top. It's too uh, much. It's too much. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's silly. They, they got to get like, better with that. I got to talk about something. You talked about Bill Madden earlier. I can't pass this up. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I got to bring this up before we get to our tweet of the week, and then we're going to wrap the show up. Man, I love, by the way, I love doing these live, man. Oh, yeah, no, this, this, is, a been, this is a different feeling with live designated yeah, this has been This has been great. That pre record. There's a different feel. Not to toot I mean, our this, own horn, this might but be like. the best podcast of the year for any Yeah, I, I'm, say, I'm saying, man, not to toot our own is horn. Is there a nomination out there? Bro, so we who, 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 we who just kill this shit. Listen, I don't know who's doing this the is awards. Stupid. I don't know who's doing the yeah. awards if they Get do. My voice don't all squeaky. Don't rig, don't rig that shit for the competition because we right. know that's what you we know that's what you would like I to know. do. 
trying to rig shit. But, but we're anyway. gonna come up. We're gonna get on that stage like uh, Death Row Records. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to talk the truth about what's happening with your team, come, come to NYY News TV. <laughs> Crazy. But um. Yeah, Pete, you would be Shug Knight. I'll be Shug Knight. <laughs> I'll be Suge Knight, man. Hey, oh, I, man. I forgot to break some legs. You got to break some legs and shit. I don't know. Got a threats? We got to make some threats. I huh? know what to tell you. Got to call Frankie hey, Frankie two times over there. That's it. <laughs> Frankie two times over but, there. But <laughs> um, Bill Madden, who we were talking about mm -hmm. earlier, mm -hmm. Bill Madden put a very interesting tweet out there today. He said something along the lines of surprisingly or amazing if, you know, whatever. But basically, he's saying that Jeff Passan, our favorite guy, Jeff Passan, is out there telling players not to agree to anything via email. Really? Who does this guy think he is? If this is Wait, true, hold on, hold I want to put Jeff, a disclaimer out there. Bill Madden said this though. Yeah, we we shared it. Watch, let me let me pull oh it up. I'm gonna matter of fact. To be fair, God. you're right. You're right. To be fair, let me get the actual tweet. Let me get the actual. Here it goes. Right here. He goes. What a business. I'm told MLB higher-ups and owners outraged over the lead baseball writer for one of their TV partners, ESPN's Jeff Passan, emailing multiple players and agents, imploring them to vote down what he termed MLB's shit sandwich final offer last Tuesday. Who does this guy think he is? I joked around today. I said, this guy really believes he's the almighty. He believes... <laughs> What fans are saying about him? Yo, this is absolutely crazy. I can't. He believes even... truly what fans say about him. Yo, this is. You know, you said earlier, I was going to bring it up early because you said that, you know, Boris has no say for everybody that's involved in this. But I'll say this. Boris got more say in this than he should. <laughs> he got players involved. Yeah. What does Jeff Passan I... got to do with any of this? Who is he? Oh, he's, I mean, that's another thing Kevin, I was going to say Kevin said Jeff Passan used to get bullied in high school. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, for he, sure. Had to, he had to be. There's, there's no, I mean, but look. What are your thoughts the, on that? One of the one of the things I was saying before that I said I was going to mention, like about the media, right? Just be careful, guys, like with, with the coverage that you're seeing out there. Um, the narrative is way too one-sided, right? This goes oh, with no everything. This, this, goes, this goes with everything, guys. This is not even just for... Not the CBA politics. negotiation. It's, it's honestly, this is, this is politics. This is life news, in general. No, it's, it's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's news. the news cycle it's today. News. It's what exactly. we're dealing with today. Popular what opinion I, must be followed. Exactly. What I'm, what I wanted to, what I'm here to tell you guys is you have a brain. God gave you a brain. <laughs> Use it, you please. are, you don't believe in whatever, but you, you do know that you have a brain inside of this hard skull. There's a brain there. Use it. It's yours. And it's for you to think to formulate your own opinions. I know that sounds crazy in the world that we live in because the world that we live in tells you that you shouldn't have an opinion. You just need to go with whatever everyone else is saying because if you don't, they're not going to accept you. And the worst thing is to be unaccepted or not accepted or to be rejected. That's the worst possible thing. Where I'm here to tell you, no, it's not. Rejection is actually beautiful. It's actually good when you go against the grain because you truly feel and you truly feel differently. There's nothing wrong with that. And you need to be careful with the coverage that you're seeing that's too one-sided. Whenever right. it's too one-sided, you can problem. almost guarantee that there is something 
at play here. Yep. And when I say this in regards to the CBA negotiations, I'm saying there's just way too many big media personalities, past and included, going way too hard on the player's side right now. Yep. And I promise you, it's not that one-sided not, in reality. No way. It's not that one-sided in reality. Now, could it be that some of these reporters need to maintain positive relationships because breaking news is a big part of what gets them to where they are? Getting information from players is a big part of what they put into those articles that they write? Getting exclusives with players is a big part of what gets them the name that they have in those offices? Think about that before you just take everything that they say as law and Bible, because these guys also have a living to make and the players mean a lot more to that living than the owners do. That's right. And that's not fair in terms of you're being called to cover this news. Correct. In a, what do you say? Non-biased way, but you want to nurse your relationships because at the end of the day, those relationships affect your bottom line. That's all I'm saying, guys. Well, this Use is, your own brain. Let me tell you something. And, and again, I was actually watching the interview. Uh, this is totally off topic, but it kind of s- relates to what you're saying right there. And this is why I mm-hmm. love what we do. I was watching an interview of Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee uh, recently. I think I said his name right. McAfee? McAfee? I guess that's yeah, right. Pat, Pat McAfee. Ma- Ma- McAfee. I always say McAfee. I, I, I know. I, it's one of those names where it's like, I guess you could pronounce it a couple of different ways, but I want to get it right. you know, For all you know, it's McPhee or something. Yeah, who the hell knows? I know. But anyway... <laughs> He had a great interview of Vince McMahon. Why it's significant is Vince McMahon doesn't do interviews. He's mm-hmm. he's he's affected all of our lives and people, more people around the world than we probably even imagine. How many mm-hmm. lives Vince McMahon has affected with with uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, formerly World Wrestling Federation. But one of the things that Pat mentioned, he said, "Well, I love being my own boss, basically not having to answer to anybody." Because I can come on here and act how I want, do what I want, say what I want. That is the main reason, and I know I've repeated this a lot. That's why I started NYY News TV. That's 100% the reason. We're not beholden to the Yankees. We've said that. We're not getting paid. Right now, we're not. <laughs> Yankees, I'll leave the door open. You can make it offer, baby. Not yet. Hey, we, hey. We, we, not think anything's going to ever, nothing's ever going to make me change on being who we are. Because I can never Talk be. To us. I just can't be that person. <laughs> And somebody goes, well, P, maybe with 20 million, you can. Maybe. But I've never had that. And I'm not, I'm going to be, as, see, that's just being real about it. Maybe money does change. Maybe you could be a little more lenient. Maybe I could be. But I created this company with the people that are here is because I know they're going to speak their mind. They're not going to sit there and go, well, Pete, I disagree with you. So I'm going to go on my show because you don't agree with what I said. I'm going to change it to your opinion because we have to agree. No. That's not true. I told um, who was it the other day? Uh, when Gian's world, um, yeah. Oni Gian was talking about Boone and sticking up for him. I was yelling yeah. at the screen while he was recording, like, "Nah, no, come on, man!" But that's his opinion. <laughs> that's what makes yeah, us great. He could, he he'll disagree with me old, and that's fine. I don't totally disagree with what he said. I disagree with some of it, but yeah. that's why I've started this because, mm. guys, the news media is fake. If this has not been proven now, I don't know how much more you need to see that these guys are not giving their truth. They're scared to no. give their truth. They can't do it. They're covering they're covering it from a biased perspective. So and at I the end will of the day, never change what we do. This is who we are. We are yeah. this is this is why um Sheffield said it. He's like, This is why I literally joined. Because yeah. I need a place where I can be me. 
and not get in trouble without for it. without told, repercussions. Without and again, repercussions. I don't want to go into much of what happened, how we got Ozzy in here. But one of the big problems were sometimes you're not allowed to speak what you really want. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh no, here, please, whatever you want, Say go whatever you want. If yeah, for some, for an example, if Francis came on here or Felix, who's you can argue, maybe some of his characters, some people might be a little offensive when it's not. It's making fun of everybody. It's so a joke. It's, it's comedy. Yeah. It's a joke. Going in, mm -hmm. we all know that. But somebody might come out one day and go, that was so offensive to me. And they might have 300,000 followers and blast the shit out of us. Mm -hmm. I'm the boss. So you know what I'm going to say? Fuck off. He'll be on <laughs> Thursday at 5 or whenever the hell it's going to be. Thursday morning. Check him, Cause guess check what? him out. <laughs> if somebody came on here was blatantly racist or evil, I'd be like, bro, whoa, 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 whoa. That, that's different. Blatantly, that shit's different. <laughs> but one thing we're always going to have here, and this is what makes us different than the other guys who are doing this. And I'm not taking shots at those guys. They have their own thing. God bless them. But we here will always give you our truth. It's what we're created on. Real talk for the real fan. It's very simple. If your truth is different than mine, that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. Shout out there to Rob disagree. Thompson. We appreciate it, man. And he said facts plus tax. That's how we do it over here. Family. That's how we do it over here. But yeah. I, I just want to say that again because the Madden thing that he put out, if that is true. That's crazy. It's insane. I mean, it's I crazy. almost want to sit here and be like, yeah, ESPN needs to suspend this dude. They won't. But I'm just like, I mean, <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. Who? who where are you involved? Like, you're a journalist, my man. Reporting at factually. What, uh, yeah, at, Who at, are you? At what, at what point is like, does are there lines that are crossed? I mean, in terms of like, you know, integrity. Like, where does that come out? I mean, it, it just to me, it's just like, okay, like how could if that is true? It's like, and I keep yeah. saying if it is true because it's not, it's not a hundred percent proven fact. I don't know why Madden would have to lie, but yeah, me neither. He's, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame writer. We're talking about, and yeah, that's why. So, I'm just saying, if it is, we're going to go with a grain of salt here. Say, if it is true, everything, if it everything is, I'm saying is based off if it is true. Yeah, the Jeff fact Passen that the possibility. Balls. He got balls, and he should apologize. If, he, if it if comes he, out in real, he needs to apologize and keep his listen, shit away. What I want to know is, what's taking so long to respond? I know he's seen it. I know he's seen it by now. Has he? Have you checked if he responded? I haven't. I, 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 so have. I went well, to his see. page. I can pull up and see. I went, let, me go, let me go again. Let me go again. I went to his page. That was earlier. Let's see now. Because I'm sorry. If that was me, yeah, I'm rebuffing that one pretty quickly. I'm fine. Right yeah, because right away, right away. Nah, I haven't seen anything at all true. today. Nothing true. at all today. Nothing at all. So you it's can't, I true. mean, I don't know. It just, I'm saying like it doesn't look good. Now, yes, of course, he could eventually respond tomorrow and say, oh, I mean, this is absolute bullshit or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, mom, you could say, I don't know what you were doing all day Sunday that you couldn't take two minutes out to say, I see what's going around. That's not true. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man, if this is, if this is true, it's like, I mean, listen, man, we look to you as a buy, as a non-biased reporter of this game as one of the best doing it right now. And it's like, I don't want to hear your bias come through in, in your reporting. Yes. I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't have an opinion because right. I'm one of, we just said like, we, our whole thing is based on having opinions, right? But fairness is important. And I think that's something that even we do as much as some of you want to kill us and say, oh, you guys are like that one dude, like, oh, all they do is uh, shit on Boone or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we shit, we shit on Boone and we go after Boone or whatever. But when Boone does something right or does He's something saying. good, 
we're the first people in here the next episode saying, hey, you know, Boone actually did the right thing here or he actually did a good thing here or a good thing there. Whatever. So don't give me that because fair is fair. And if there's one thing that Pete and I have always been since we started this shit, it's fair with players, managers, owners, everybody. Yeah. Now, if, if this shit is true, that's just not fair, bro. Not it's at not all. Fair. It's not, not fair. Right. It's not right. Yeah, it's you're not, not part of this not... negotiation, man. You're you're completely on the outside looking in. And fans yeah. are coming to you for legitimate information. We want to know the you, truth. That's it. And yeah. and look, people do want the truth in everything. Yeah. I mean, look, the sad thing is that some people feel like, well, if I give the truth, it's going to hurt somebody. It's the truth. Yeah, but the truth is the truth. It's the truth, man. And it's like that's, you know, that's what people look. It's not about what people want. It's about what people deserve. Well, Francis, in reality, too, and see, we, people you're deserve right. the truth. Look, yeah. we we base decisions too off of fan reaction. Yeah. So we've had talks in our in our chat about well, when the season begins, what are we going to do to work the podcast and how are we going to make it work for the fans because they're not going to want to tune in at seven o'clock when it's a ball game. I don't want to tune yeah. in then. Cause yeah, our, we're gonna watch the ball game. Yeah, we're gonna have live pregame shows, live post. So we want it to be fair that everybody could still go back and watch. But is it gonna be premiere? Is it not? What time? But we do that because we don't just say we just want to get a show out. We say we want to capitalize on when fans are gonna want to watch, how they're gonna yeah. watch. We're gonna get feedback mm-hmm. on things like that. Uh, like Vince McMahon said too, every show he has. It's easy to make decisions because he has a focus group. He has a 25, 30,000 focus group every single night. So that's yeah. how they could base the decisions off of things. And yeah. I mean, that was just a great interview, but to, to end off and then go into our tweet of the week, the Jeff Passon thing is terrible. If it's true, it's really, really bad. And honestly, I'll say this. I want to see how that man reacts to adversity because he's very quick to shit on everybody else when they got an yeah. issue. Yeah. So uh, he's Mr. Righteous, apparently. Yeah. Don't seem too righteous right there, my friend. I want to see how fans react to it because... Oh, they're already saying I mean, he's slaying and good for him. And I've seen... Yeah, if you, if see, you look in the comments fucking, under, on the Madden's thing, it's kind of disgusting. That's fucking crazy. Because it's like, you're the same people who are like, bring baseball back. We need baseball back or whatever. The emails like that aren't going to help that call. Emails like that will get baseball canceled for the entire season. Yep. Hey, and emails are a very scary thing to be sending because they don't go away. They don't. Somebody could easily leak it. Just ask Hillary Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) God damn, man. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. It was just, it was right at the rim. I just had to. Jeff Passon, get the bleach bit. Bleach (laughs) bit Passon. Somebody said Passon the bleach bit. Passing is coming at me, man. Oh, yeah. He's going to kill you now. Forget it. That was like a you. really bad thing to say. You're How dare passing. you speak about Queen Hillary? Oh, man. Now <laughs> now we're going to have... Now there's going to be memes of you be like another victim from passing. Oh, man. Oh, shit. I'm going to be another body. You're going to be another body for passing. I'm, sh- I'm shaking in my boots. I know, right? Come on now. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's jump to the tweet of the week. And the tweet of the week... Let me make sure I pause that so everybody can see it. It's from L-I-R-R-2 City, which is, of course, the Long Island Railroad, I'm assuming. Um, yes. Exactly to city, that. To, to, city, to city Field. and City Field. Yep. Mets fan. After this lockout, I never want to hear anything from MLB about how Pete Rose or Barry Bonds disrespected the game. That's like a mic drop. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Fra- and Francis That's- picked this one, so at L-I-R-R-2 City. Great job on that tweet. You made it on the show. We're going to definitely tag you later in this. Um, usually yeah. I do it before, but with the live, we kind of 
you know, we're kind of on the move, yeah. but I love it. I love it. I'm behind it hundred percent. I am. Listen, I saw that tweet and I was like, damn, I can't, I can't like this shit enough. D- right. Again, make no mistake about it. When I think I, I don't want to speak for this gentleman, but when I read it, I'm not looking at it as just the owners or like, I'm looking at it as MLB in general, major league baseball, the league part means a league between two entities. And those two entities are the players association and the owners. Yep. So the league can never make a statement about disrespecting the game of baseball after the shit that we've seen right now with this lockout that's right. and these negotiations. And like you said, there's not really much to say on it. It's that's a mic drop right there. Don't give me that disrespecting the game shit. And you're putting fans through what you're putting us through since freaking December. <laughs> that's a great where we could we we could have that's a tweet bro, of the we, month. <laughs> we could have had we could have had some of the we could have had some of the best offseason trades free agent signings, all types of shit. We got nothing. Look at the offseason is happening in, too. Everybody was so pumped about this class. Who cares yeah. now? now? Who gives a shit? Who cares? Nobody, I mean... Because even if you think I mean, about it... If, you if, think you're about a Rangers, it if you're a Rangers fan, you're okay. If you're if, a Mets fan, you're right. okay. But, like... Mariners, you got a couple of clubs out there. Yeah, it's like, Mar- we did a good job. But yeah. think about it, though, too, man. Like, after all this is done... It's almost going to be such a short period between free agency and game time that everybody's going to forget. It's not. Here's the thing: when you're when you're when you're pot, when you're people like us, content creators, and you're in this game, it's it's going to be impossible for us to cover everything that deserves coverage. That's right. Before That's right. games start, oh yeah, like literally, there's going to be moves. Hard. There're going to be moves that are made. Like if the off season was going like a normal off season, we'd have we would have been able to deep dive into moves like you know where Chris Bryant ends up and why that's a good thing for yep. that team or a bad yep. thing for that team or whatever. At this point, we don't even freaking know if like a Chris Bryant signing is even something that we'll have time to discuss because the games might be happening already. Yep, and we'd have definitely. to be discussing like in-game activity for the team that we actually cover, that being the Yankees. So yep. Chris Bryant might not be able to be on the radar for a show like that. Whereas if we were having an off season where there were no games up until this point, we would have been able to discuss everything. Where Brian ends up, where Story ends up, where Correa ends up, where Rodon ends up, where everything, everything. Yep. The Thanks. same way we were able, we were doing before. Yep. When, uh, when Robbie Ray went to Seattle, when uh, Seager and and Simeon signed Simeon, with the yep. Rangers, and yep. and the uh, Frazier got traded to Seattle. Like we were talking about all this stuff or whatever. Now it's going to be freaking condensed into God knows how long of a time, three weeks, probably. It's really disgraceful, man. It really is. And it's like, it's and again, and again, I want, I, I still want to let you people know the longer this goes, the more my theory that I had out of, maybe a month ago, is just going to become true. Carlos Correa is not going to have a team on opening day. Wow. It's very possible. He's not going to have a team. Yeah, the longer it goes, have, you're right. It's if very you possible. Only have three, if you only have three weeks to get a deal, look at how long, look at how long it takes to get look at how long it took it took Corey Seager to get the 30 unless, million dollars unless there's been some shit wanted. you know I, I know some yes yeah, everybody back, believes that that there's yeah. still conversations going on obviously I I, which, I think which, you got to be ignorant if you don't believe that which there probably um, which there which there probably is because yeah no doubt about it but there's still just, there's just no way but still but even hey, look, that, exa- we, exactly we don't know how those are even going <laughs> so even it might still be like I'm still stuck at 250 bro, what the hell's going on bro, here? no we had we just I mean before this switched agents for a reason exactly and who and who's the agent who drags Scott out negotiations Boris. longer than any other freaking agent? Got it, boy. Boris. And you think Boris is gonna tell Korea no? It behooves us to sign quickly here because no, he's gonna be like, "Fuck that, Carlos. You're in the best shape of your life. You're coming off a platinum glove. You're gonna be just fine. Don't worry. It yep. might take a, it might take a little bit longer than two, three weeks. 
So opening day is going to roll around and we might not have a team yet, but don't get it. Don't get alarmed. Don't just be patient. You know, you'll, you'll get it. Trust me. He's going to be talking to unless Carlos is literally going to push back on him and say, I don't give a damn how you do it. I want to be on a team before opening day. I don't see him on a team before opening day because wow. it's, it, it's a, it's a $350 million contract. Those don't get negotiated overnight. They True. don't, they're too big. There's too many little nuanced things like, oh, I want this. I want this incentive, that incentive or whatever. These things take weeks. And it's not like he's only going to visit one team. I mean, now we know one team was probably not going to be a, in it that we thought was going to be in it, which was the Angels. You know, now, that, that actually makes a little bit of sense now. Uh, Wampbag just said it in the comment section. I'm still kind of, I don't believe this would happen. But he mm-hmm. said, so maybe he just takes a one-year deal with the Astros real quick and then gets right back on the open market for a huge contract with bigger salary implications. Let me tell you something. Where where I saw it, where I saw it at the beginning of the offseason, I said, hell no, there's now, no way. Now it's almost like maybe said, a little no, bit logical. Maybe there's a little at logical this point, in at the, at this point, I don't think anything makes more sense. If you're Carlos Correa and you want to be on a team by opening day, I think that's the way to go. You go, you you circle back to How Houston. How old is he, 26? 27? 20, 27. Yeah, so who the hell cares? You're 27 be, he'd be, or 28. He'd be going in 28. I mean, the only thing that would be literally on the back of his mind all year is like, yo, I cannot get hurt this year. I yep. cannot get hurt this year. I cannot get hurt. I cannot get hurt. Which is the danger. Um, and It's a risk. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that makes it risky. Boris. Is Boris is Boris going to is Boris going to let him do that? Is True. Boris going to let him sign a one year deal. That's not a Boris thing to do. When he when he's in line to become the richest shortstop yeah, ever. Not a Boris thing to do. Now that does want make sense? Of course. Pete agrees. I agree. I yeah. think the most logical thing is if he wants to be on a team by opening day, take a one year, go that back to quickly, Houston. Quickly, yeah, and you're trying to yeah. trying to get shit done and say, you, you know what? You don't got to change anything. You don't got to change they, anything. You, hey, you know the team, they know you just Maybe the Yankees weren't interested for this reason. Now they got 230. Now they got 235. Exactly. Maybe they will be. Aaron Judge falls off. I'm just saying. Yeah, who, I'm not saying. I'm just know. talking about mindsets exactly. here. Exactly. All that stuff. And, you know, that that's the thing. But I'd be surprised, but hey. You never know. You never know, you guys. Never know. So tomorrow is uh, Monday, of course. Right down there, you see the pop-up for NYYST. They will be tomorrow at uh, 7 o'clock, as you guys know, the regular time. They do air early for um, the podcast on Apple and on their on the website. But, um, guys, just a couple of quick uh, brief things before we wrap up here again. I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been in here today, new subscribers. Thank you so much. Um, make sure you check out nyynewstv.com. Check out all the new merch we have in there. Get your girl some stuff. There's the women's section now. There's the kids' section. We're adding more and more as we go. Again, exclusives are going to be on there very soon. I'll say, I'll be fair, closer to the start of the season, we have a better idea. Oh, yeah. what's going on. That's when a lot of that stuff will pop off. There's a lot of designs we're working on right now. Um, Apple Podcast, again, guys, please, 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 if you have an iPhone, please, it's that simple, man. Go to Apple Podcast, type in NYY News TV, give fives across the board. You are seeing my fiance right now. She's putting all those links in there again. So one more time before you guys leave, go ahead and do that if you have not. We appreciate it. It truly helps the show. And, yeah, subscribe to this page because you never want to miss what we do. Again, when the season begins, we got so much for you guys. Live pregame shows, live postgame shows, so much work being put in behind the scenes on all that stuff um, that you guys are going to get to see once the season begins. And just so much overall. The podcast is going to be very exciting. We're going to be appearing on each other's podcast um, and things like that even more. 
Um, so a great time to be a fan, I would say. Um, oh, yeah. In a sense of content because what we could do, but not in like baseball sense. <laughs> kind of sucks right now. But um, yeah, well, we got you guys, man. We show up every week. We're ready to play. <laughs> we are. We're, we're ready. We're ready to play. So put us in, coach, and we will be ready to play ball. But Francis, with the wonderful tagline, as always. Y'all already know. Please like, please subscribe, please share, do all that. Instagram right there, NYY News Pete. Instagram, the link is there. Go follow us. There you go. Hit the Instagram. Please subscribe, follow, like the post, share the post, do it all. Keep it locked. Stay tuned because the next episode is always the best episode. And you know, we'll never come at the whack on the designated (laughs) spitters track. That's a fact. That's a fact. (laughs) Come on. All right, guys. (laughs) We will talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to a live designated spitters. Until next time. Adios. Before it hits the front page.